0: Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hey everyone, before we get started, I just want to remind you, I have a Patreon, you should come sign up, patreon.com slash Liz Explains. Uh, The link is also in my Instagram bio at feathers underscore pod. I talk about all things pop culture on there. Last week I did an episode on Jersey Shore. It was super fun. I love Jersey Shore. I love talking about Jersey Shore. Before that I did an episode on a lot of the YouTube drama that's going on with David Dobrik. I also did an AMA on there. I did did a bunch of Sister Wives content this month, and I'm going to do some more Sister Wives content. If you're into Sister Wives and in the incredible season <laughs> that Sister Wives is having, you should definitely sign up because I'm, like, obsessed with talking about the Brown family just, like, completely disintegrating on television. And this week I'm doing an episode on a courtship, which is a documentary on, like, Christian uh, courting and purity culture, and you guys know I love that shit. So, like I said, patreon.com slash Liz Explains. It's the beginning of the month. Perfect time to sign up. And now let's listen to me and Princess talk for two and a half hours. Okay, enjoy. Hi, Princess. Hi, Liz. Thank you so much for coming on. You haven't been on Feathers of My Hair in so long. I just feel like we both do too many podcasts and it can just be hard for us to like schedule. I almost like this week, I was like, can you come on? I like felt bad asking. Like, I don't know what your podcast schedule is, but can you please come on Feathers of My Hair? No, I was
1: like, I'm always happy to come on. I love doing podcasts with you. I mean, I didn't even remember what these people looked like. Mm-hmm. I absolutely, and Kate and Ty's um, segments was like, what's the name of that child that they have? What is that? I It's been a long time. Like I listen to you so I don't have to yeah. watch the
0: show. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you watching it. And I mean, this week was a good week I wanted you to come on to talk about Amber with me because I thought that you would have I don't know not I like hearing you talk about like parenting and children and I feel like everything you say is like in exact contrast to what Amber was saying (laughs) um so I thought it'd be fun to have you come on and talk about it uh I guess let's start with there's like no here's the thing like there's nothing to talk about with Macy she went through that horrific shooting like I feel awful for her and she's dealing with it but there's like nothing really to talk about I mean she seems to be dealing with it well she's going to therapy she's seeing her friends she's talking to Taylor but like that okay like that there's just nothing to talk about like something really sad happened yeah and scary
1: what I so first thing I thought is that like macy is looking more and more like her mama every day yeah Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: that is her mama right there Uh and i love when i see parents that look just like like, i like seeing pictures of your mom and your dad because you look exactly like both of them i know (laughs) i just like i love that i don't know why it just tickles me i also love pictures of like People when they were very young and they look exactly the same as adults. me. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I fucking love shit
0: like that. I look I just, exactly like, the same as from when I was like a year old to now.
1: Yeah, and I'm always like, well, what did you expect? But still, yeah. it just it, it thrills me. So, like seeing her, I was like, oh, okay. um I just like in her segment this week, Jade was was wrestling with Maverick, and I was like, that is the cutest fucking thing. Those kids were really (laughs) fucking cute. Yes, her hair was all over the place, and she was just like, and Bentley
0: was flipping her over and shit. And I was like, oh my god, they're kids. I believe that they're a happy family. Like when I watch their segments, like they give off, I guess, and I kind of compare them to Chelsea and Claw often because I think they're on the same plane, right? Like that they're mostly like normal people, but there's like an air of authenticity at Macy's house where like. Her and Taylor don't pretend to be perfect. They don't pretend like everything is together. They're not putting on some Instagram front. So to me, I find them a lot more endearing than I do Chelsea and Cole, who are always like gushing over the top about how much they love each other. Mm-hmm. There's something very real and authentic about Macy and Taylor that I appreciate. And when you're watching them and you're watching their whole flame family together, you're like, yeah, I'm sure they fight. I'm sure things aren't perfect, but like they seem happy. I feel like if Macy
1: had a crossword to say to Taylor and the camera was there she would say it yeah I think like if she she was like what do you do with this bullshit she would just say that and it also wouldn't have to be a big thing either he 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 might laugh or he might be like no I really want to do this or whatever and and it would be fine yeah I, I do like watching them I don't think so I even liked watching macy go out to dinner even though it was COVID times and like one of her her friends friends. like absolutely they don't they're not in the same household and one of them
0: absolutely not even wearing a mask oh (laughs) please they're in tennessee (laughs) they're in tennessee and it's the fall they they haven't had COVID since april there i think
1: yeah and so i was looking and i was like oh man like this is a thing i'm doing wrong in my life i don't have five mom friends to call up and just be like bring your kid over here and we'll go do this and this.
0: And those just aren't her mom friends. Those are like her lifelong friends. That's something about Macy is she's always maintained friends. She's had the same friends since her 16 and pregnant episode. Like even through them going to college and her being home with Bentley, like she has managed to maintain friends. I think that's another reason that I like her. I just feel like it's very normal and relatable in an unannoying way. Cause sometimes I find relatability on reality TV off-putting for some reason but with Macy yeah exactly with Macy it's just like it is nice to see her just like go out with her friends because you know those are her real friends and the conversation felt pretty authentic and there was something very caring when her one friend was like do you want to talk about this like you can tell that she was like her friends were being very gentle with her in a way that Mm -hmm. I found sweet and endearing
1: yeah even when she got out the car, I was like, I owe you later to Taylor. I was yeah. like, that is like absolutely something
0: I will yell at my husband. I'm like, all right, I'll touch it later. Don't worry. Yeah, and she actually, nice Macy went on um Kale's podcast last week, which I obviously didn't listen to, but I did yeah. read a little recap. And she said that her and Taylor do this thing, which I'm guessing they probably learned in couples counseling. Because I do remember they went to couples counseling a couple years ago where they, for 20 minutes a day, make a point to talk to each other, like not about the kids or about work. And yeah. she's like, it really helped us become like friends and partners outside of just being like, like mom and dad. And I was like, yeah, I can see that. Like, I, I feel like I see that reflected in their interactions.
1: Yeah. And the other thing, and like, just the fact that one of her friends was like, yeah, I have Ava
0: with me though. So are you going to watch Ava? <laughs> I love that. She and was he's like, like, yeah, if yeah. I'm having a girls night, you're going to have to take this kid too.
1: Yeah. And he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Put her in the car. And I just thought that made like, mm-hmm. I don't know. They just seem like decent friends
0: that your little daughter would be like, yeah, I'll get in the car with Taylor. I don't care. <laughs> They're just- normal, regular people in a way that's not annoying. And I think it can be very boring But I think in times where there are tragedies, like I would say is going on now, it can be very endearing to watch because what Macy went through is, I mean, I just like have been thinking about the idea of like standing in a grocery or a gas station, you hear a shot and then the glass breaks on you. Like, I can't imagine how awful that is. And I would call it a tragedy, like something really awful happened to her. So it is endearing to see like, what stability looks like in the time of crisis in Macy's life.
1: Oh, this also isn't the first thing that really scary thing that's happened to Macy Cause remember when she flipped that truck uh-huh. with Bentley in
0: the car, right. Bentley was in the car. Actually, I think he... she's had two really bad car accidents, but cause I remember one, like long, long, long time ago, but then she had the one where she flipped the Jeep multiple times. Yeah. And Bentley
1: unhooked himself to get out of the car. Right. Like, he was in a car seat I think so that's what that's he was in some sort of maybe a booster just, yeah maybe in a booster yeah. but he had he was unhooking himself so like I don't know I I understand where she's at my thing is this is that as much as I was fine with her segments this week I do not know what we're going to be watching
0: with no next oh no fucking idea I have no desire to watch a season with Macy without the Edwards I can like bear through these episodes no I am not interested. She also, they were also like, we're not going to take Maverick and Jade to practice. What are y'all practicing over there? Little Jade is, they're in, both of them are in wrestling. which is like crazy to me those oh, little Kate. sensitive heads that you'd put them in wrestling that doesn't make any sense to me but i don't know i i feel like i i think you mentioned
1: this with macy that like i feel like i could easily be friends with macy i would think she drank too much and i am not coming to any of these sports oh yeah no, no no
0: no i would talk about macy behind her back and i'd be like oh you know how she is with those kids in those sports <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, Hey, Macy, you know, I'm having a baby shower. she'd be like, Well, you know, we got away travel. Yeah, we we're got to in this- North Carolina. Yeah, no, I could like, never. What?
1: But I think that if I also think Macy's pretty surface in a lot of things, even yeah, in this conversation, like she's not someone that's gonna cry on your shoulder and like no. And that's not no. how Macy
0: is. <laughs> no, no, and no, no, so no, no.
1: It's easy for her to maintain these friendships because Macy is only so deep with you. Um, and that's true. I think I think that because she's only so deep, I think she would easily be a good mom friend or a good
0: barbecue friend or a good you yeah, know Yeah, you see her four times a year. Like yeah. it's fine if you don't text for two or three months and then you pop up and there's never a hard feeling about it. It's like, oh hey girl, you yeah, Busy. You like what's going on?
1: In the car line to pick up the kids yeah. you wave, you're like, That's Macy. Hey Macy. And I <laughs> agree.
0: That's it. I agree. She's not very deep. I also think like Macy's always had serious boyfriends are now a husband so I would imagine like all of her friends have kind of rotated around that in a way because she's a serial monogamist you know like yeah she's that girl that's always had a significant other so I would imagine the friends like I don't mean they're like in second place to that but I would imagine like they're maybe not as yeah they're maybe not as deep as like uh when you're single in your 20s together I don't I don't know exactly how to explain that no, I, you're explaining it very well. Besides the time that Macy lives in a tree house, Macy
1: mostly lives with men. Yeah. Um, and it is very different living with three girlfriends in your twenties than it is living with a serious boyfriend and your child. Yeah. And uh, just the way you bond together is different. And I'm a serial monogamous too. I don't want to be, I, I'm sorry. I just get scooped up. What do you want? And so I like, I've been proposed to a million times. So I don't know what to tell you guys, but I'm just saying that like, I, I agree with you in that and that, You the person you live with is the person that your life kind of revolves around. And if you live with a partner over and over and over again, that's how it goes. So I agree. I just like so next year I don't want to hear about PCOS. No,
0: never again. I again I don't care about I mean Jade and Maverick are cute, but I don't care about them as far as like a storyline. They're babies. I think we're gonna have to do like some developmental stuff with maverick like maverick's
1: not doing you know what i'm saying yeah, like he's, he's not, gonna have
0: to go to speech therapy or some shit yes it's gonna
1: something, he already do that didn't he go to speech therapy i don't know but he's he gonna have to go have.
0: to yeah but it's everyone goes like to that. speech
1: therapy on this fucking show so <laughs> he has to go to speech therapy it's gonna be something like that it's gonna be like macy branching out from mothering so mm-hmm. macy joins
0: crossfit i don't know it's gonna be something that Just kill me. I'm not interested. I'm really not interested in that.
1: I also do you think I'm naive because I don't know that Macy got the Edwards fired. I think she wanted them fired, but it's so interesting that she would have that power all of a sudden because yeah.
0: she's wanted I- them off that show. <sighs> I don't disagree with you. Like, I do know, though, do you remember that one season that Ryan didn't film and it was supposedly because she wouldn't do the show if he was on the show, but then he was allowed to come back on? I don't know. It makes no sense to me that Macy's management could go above production and go to Viacom and be like, we demand that the Edwards are off the show because we want to show Macy's life and abilities. That doesn't yeah. make any sense to me at all. I don't really see them like. It sounds like something production says to you. When- sure. Agreed. Cause who yeah, else when they, they don't to want production? to be the bad guys and they want like, you to be yeah, able to come Macy. back on. Macy's never held her foot down on some shit like that ever in her life. She left her one episode that one time when Farrah got back on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's it
1: though. So I just, it's, I, I'm, maybe I'm naive. In this no, thing. I don't. I just
0: feel like that's a lie someone told someone. I don't and, disagree with you, but I, it, I also can't think of any other reason why MTV would fire them. Although I did read some speculation that, like, maybe MTV is really, really worried that Ryan's going to die and does not want him on the show if that happens, which is not a crazy position, in my opinion. Like, the amount of heat that MTV will get if Ryan dies if he's off the show versus if he's on the show is going to be worlds different. You know what I mean? Like... Well, what has changed to make you think he's going to die now? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But maybe that's what it is. Maybe something that we haven't seen has changed. You know what I mean? Maybe there's something behind the scenes that we don't know. And maybe MTV is like it's going to look really fucking bad if he dies when he's on this show, which it will, if that happens, right? Like hmm. it is yeah, going to well. look bad. MTV is going to get a lot, a lot of negative press and not in a, you enabled him. Yeah. <laughs> not in a like negative, but we're still talking about them. So it's okay. Type of way, negative. And like, we're encouraging advertisers to pull out type of way. And I also think that they don't want to do that as a story. Like, I don't know. Maybe something happened. Maybe Ryan OD'd. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, maybe that per- something- that, like, The people behind the scenes know about that you and I don't know about? I mean, Ryan could have OD'd five times by now and we don't know. He probably and he has. Just, he just comes back with Narcan every time. You know what I mean? Like, he's an IV heroin user. Maybe they found him passed out on the floor and they had to have like a serious discussion behind the scenes. Like, I really, to me you know, that makes- No, like maybe a producer came in and like found him or something. Mm. Um, To me, that makes more sense than them wanting to focus on Macy and keep Macy happy. Because if he dies when they're off the show, MTV can be like, Well, you know, we tried to get him help and he wouldn't take it. And Ryan is no longer part of our show. Just like when, remember when David killed the dog and MTV was like, David is not part of our show and we do not film with him. Actually, Janelle's not on the next season. Like anytime something like that happens with the next cast, member, they put out these like strongly worded statements about how they're not associated with that person. And I think that maybe something happened that we don't know that production stepped back and was like, we can't have Ryan on this cast anymore because we are very worried about what it's going to look like in six months when he dies.
1: I guess. Which is very
0: fucking sad.
1: But I think at this point, I just don't know what I'm going to look at. I like Macy fine. I know that they really like her because you got to have somebody relatable on this show. You got to have a Mm palate cleanser. But I just don't understand. I mean, they've linked us along with fucking Chelsea. So I guess they figure they can do that. Yeah, I guess.
0: You know, I always forget to take a break when I have a guest on. So let's take a break and we'll be right back. Today's sponsor Feathers in My Hair is a really good one. I'm really excited about this. It's Helix Sleep. You all know that I love my bed. I love to lay in my bed and Feathers in My Hair is recorded for my bed. So when Helix reached out and asked if they could send me a bed, of course I said yes. I was in the market for a new bed because my old mattress was just too soft. It was hurting my back and I'd already been thinking about getting a new one, so I was pretty excited to get to pick out a Helix. The Helix site is a two-minute sleep quiz to help you pick out the mattress that works best for you, which I appreciated because I'm a picky sleeper. I like to sleep on my side, but I also like to sleep on a firm mattress, but I also like a soft mattress, but I also get hot at night, but I also want to feel comfortable. Basically, I have a lot of things that need to be satisfied when I'm looking for a bed. The quiz took my specific needs into account when recommending a mattress. Thanks to the sleep quiz, you know that you're getting the best possible mattress for you. Helix has soft, medium, and firm mattresses, as well as a cooling option for all the hot sleepers out there. Helix cares about everyone getting the mattress that works best for them and has options for all body types, including plus-sized. I took the Helix quiz and it recommended me the Midnight Lux. It's a perfect combo of soft, but sells a lot of support. If you're in the market for a new mattress, you should hop on over to the Helix site and take the quiz and see what they recommend for you. It comes shipped right to your door. Just go to helixsleep.com feathers. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Each mattress has a 10-year warranty. Try it out risk-free for 100 days. If you don't like it, they'll come and pick it up for free. I think you will like it, though. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash feathers. That's helixsleep.com slash F-E-A-T-H-E-R-S. All right. Should we talk about Cheyenne next? We can, but
1: I'm going to tell you, I was uninterested in everything that happened in this segment <laughs> because I I just don't care and i am like so tired of watching content about um racism and black lives matter the racist fans of this show are not going to like learn anything from it and the rest of us are tired so i i wondered what was the purpose of these things
0: um okay i <laughs> i don't like i i what am I going to say? You're wrong. No. Like <laughs> yeah, I, I'm totally, you you're racist. I, so- <laughs> yeah, exactly. I totally get what you're saying. I think you're right that they're not going to change any minds. I think one, they like, don't have anything to do with Cheyenne. I think that no. she really has very little to give. And so I think at least they can be like, all right, well, like at least let's put something positive out here. Like, even if they don't change anybody's mind, I don't know, when something comes out, they can be like, well, look at us doing these Black Lives Matter segments. Well, so I also think Cheyenne genuinely wants to do it. I think it does mean a lot to her. And I also thought it was interesting when she was like, when I remind people I'm Black online, they get really mad. And so maybe MTV wanted to, like, play into that a little bit. you one saying- reason. I'm surprised they did it is because anytime Cheyenne talks about racism, they bring up those fucking tweets she did. About the help. And about like, the help, which like, killing white babies. She's probably, she's probably high off her ass. I mean, it's not <laughs> right, but she was 17 and just watched some movie about fucking racism. What do I care? Like, this podcast go read my reviews you can see people think I'm very racist for not caring about these tweets there are at least five reviews that mention that like I don't give a fuck about these tweets so I'm but I am a little surprised that MTV is spotlighting that just because this always comes up but I think that they're just like well we don't really have anything else going on so we might as well let her talk about this
1: well I think you're so you're saying that you rather watch this than them pretending that Corey and Cheyenne are getting back together this episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I also think, remember, Taylor is off the show. So Corey isn't really filming anymore because he doesn't really have anything to film because his girlfriend and child are no longer on the show. So that's even more time that Cheyenne has to fill up. I wish I had called Corey out on the fact that, did you see this? I don't know if this was like, if it was in the summer or if it was even before that when (laughs) Corey, I don't mean to laugh when Corey like went on Instagram live and basically said like, he doesn't identify as being a black man and like, didn't really understand a lot of the stuff that's going on. And Cheyenne had to be like, um, and I think he was making a point about how Ryder is a quarter white. And it just, it was not great. So I kind of wish they had well, like actually is... confronted Corey about that, but cause Corey grew up with a white family in a white town. Right. Corey is biracial and he doesn't yes. have, he doesn't
1: have to identify as black if he doesn't want to. And so like he gets to choose because he is biracial, like, um, because the one drop rule is racist. And so like, um, like, you know, Maya Rudolph doesn't identify. I mean, sh- mm-hmm. she will tell you she, her mother's black, but when she talks about how she identifies, she doesn't necessarily be like I'm a black woman. She thinks of herself as a biracial woman, and for the same reasons Corey probably does, because it was Fair, raised with white. But yeah.
0: no, it what he it was bad. It, he <laughs> like basically what was he like, was saying was fucking. Does that stupid. have anything to do with me? It was stupid. <laughs> it was fucking stupid, is what I'm saying. And I he was uh, like emphasizing how like Ryder is part white, like going hard on it. It was not. It wasn't like. Hey, it's really complex when you are a mixed person and I grew yeah. up in this really white environment. And like he was doing tonight on the show, where he was like, Yeah, like to on the show, he was being really reasonable. No, this was like dumbass because Corey's not that smart. So it was just yeah. like stupidity. I agree because I agree with you. The one dropper was racist. If you don't identify as one of the races of your parents, like what do I give a fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that has nothing to do with me. But he yeah. was just being a fucking idiot, is what was happening. Like it was. like yeah, So and Cheyenne was mad, and like Cheyenne had to like. Was, oh, so you like, wanted the two of them to talk about? Yeah, Cheyenne like, confronted why him she was mad. Yeah, and was like, "What the fuck?" I think, I don't want to get this wrong, but I'm, I think it had something to do with Cheyenne being mad that she was like, "Why are you saying Ryder's not black? Like she's going to yeah. face the world as a black woman." And so it wasn't great what Corey was saying. And I would have liked to see them hash that out. That's interesting. I bet you Corey
1: wouldn't film that. I bet you Corey wasn't.
0: I agree because he got on Instagram live after Cheyenne was like, what the fuck? And he did a whole apology for it. Yeah, I wouldn't film that either. I'd be like, no, you're not gonna make me the bad guy in this episode. (laughs) Like, I know I was an idiot. I got dragged everywhere online. No, but you're right. You're very right that I don't want to sit here as especially as a white person. being like, (laughs) How dare Corey not identify as black? It was just, it was. It was pure stupidity, especially at the time that he was saying it. You know what yeah, I mean? That's like That's the typing
1: of a bunch of reviews. Right now. <laughs> no, I understand what you're saying. Like, so I didn't see the live, but I get the way you're describing it to me. It's just that like, he doesn't have a lot of knowledge about things. And he got on this live and was just like,
0: I don't know what I'm talking about. There's no nuance. (laughs) Yeah, there was no nuance. It was no deep conversation. It was just like him being Not asking questions. Exactly. (laughs) He was speaking with authority and being ignorant at like a really bad time is what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would have liked to see that, but I don't know. Here's the thing. If Cheyenne is not doing anything in her segments, why not give 15 minutes of this show to Black Lives Matter? I'm fine with that. Yeah, I do you know
1: the thing that I did notice is that R's hair was going back and forth because they were filming out of order.
0: <laughs> I wasn't because I don't really closely watch, um, especially today. I it was a little harder for me to do the notes the way I normally do them. So I really wasn't looking at my phone. <laughs> I was just <laughs> listening. <laughs> Girl, R's
1: hair, she had a close crop blonde in one scene, scene one, scene two, they go, she's got not even baby dreads. She's got teenage dreads. And on me, it would take five months to get to that, that hair that looks like that.
0: And so <laughs> probably, I was like, Whoa. it probably was multiple months. It probably they, if they started filming in the summer and then maybe the next one was in December, by the way, though, I did LOL at them being like, let's start a podcast. <laughs> and also them like Okay. So everybody, has. Wait, a podcast. Wait, I wrote down, hold on. I wrote down. We have a lot to talk about and a lot of time to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. That's why all of us have podcasts,
1: exactly. but, but also like, I love when people on TV are like, let's start a podcast. What should we do? And I'm like,
0: I got on Amazon. I got a mic and just start talking. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So my, one of my friends is starting a podcast. My best friend, Theo, and it's up and running, I will be plugging it all over this shit, including probably running a preview of it on here. So everybody get ready for that. Mm-hmm. But she was like listening to these people that basically like sell a product of how to launch a podcast. And yeah. she kept saying she went, cause I was like, you can't, I was like, if you do a podcast, like you need to know that you're not going to make money on this. Like, and if you do make money, it's going to be quite a while. Like I always tell people when they ask me if they like, when they ask me about starting a podcast, I'm like, you should not be going into it with the intention of making money because that might not ever happen. And she was like, well, I mean, eventually I do want to like make enough money to handle my production fees or like the cost of it. I'm like, okay, I've heard you say that like three times. Production fees? costs? These people were trying, these people were trying to sell her like, a hundred dollars worth of product. And I was like, Fia, buy a mic. Well, she has a mic. I was like, and then she was talking about a site that like uploaded it. I was like, that's the only thing that I would say that you should pay money for. I was like, everything else. I was like, no, no, no. But there are people that make a living telling people how to launch podcasts. Now I'm like, they're selling you a product. There aren't production costs really.
1: When I used to like blog a long time mm-hmm. ago, you know, people yes. used to blog, I remember people would be like, Hey, I just got my blog up. Um, I just paid $500 to this blog setting up company. I'd be like, mm-hmm. uh, blog is free. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, it's,
0: exactly. Make it's the one. Same th- I mean, and people, these are salespeople. They're very good at it. So I was like, no, you're not allowed to pay for any of that. <laughs> yeah. Like, Do not pay for any of that. Like you do not need to pay for any of that, but. I well, get you know, it though when you're not sure and you're listening to these people who sound very sure of themselves telling you what you need to right. buy. But you know, Shy's different. Shy's going to have spot. Like she's oh, famous. Shy's going to be on a network. Like she's yeah. not going to like Radio One or some shit. Whatever those big podcast networks are, yeah, going to reach out to her or she. Her manager is going to reach out to them and she's going to. It's, gonna it's be, already started. It's probably already. That's the whole reason she's
1: saying she's going to start one because someone offered her. Exactly. money to do
0: one <laughs> you're exactly right she's gonna go into some office there's gonna be a producer <laughs> yeah which like good for her you know yeah, good for so her, it's
1: gonna but be yeah. fine agree but like this uh everybody's starting a podcast like i make decent money from my podcast too and i was podcasting for two
0: years about before I started doing that. I was it podcasting for three years before I made any money on it, really.
1: Yeah. And I made a little bit of money before, but like, yeah, before I, before I was like, oh shit, I'm going to get a, a deposit. What? And so like, I, I, I definitely understand that. Um But so many people start podcasts, especially
0: famous people, and just don't do anything else because it's hard. Yeah, because doing a podcast every week is fucking annoying. And coming yes. up with something to talk about every week. Those are my big things. One, don't expect to make money. And two, m- pick a topic that you can talk about every single week and talk about it every single week. And like, that's Girl, always my thing. Like, You have to put out a podcast. Like, every you have fucking to do week. It. I, I just, so season
1: seven of my podcast, by Pumpkin, is on um my 600 pound life I like how you call them
0: seasons I mean I know why you do it because it's what <laughs> show you're watching but that makes it sound like you're taking hiatuses in between I'm not no, no, no. <laughs> because and originally I was going to
1: but I was like you can't have a podcast if you're not going to post every week you can't just take three weeks off Agreed. every every eight weeks that's not how it works you're not a TV but, show it's bullshit anyway. but it gives me a chance to talk about in between stuff in between that's not fit into a season yes but- so I was like getting together mm-hmm. my episodes this week and I was like, okay, so I'm going to watch my 600 pounds live. And I got to, and I was like, bitch, this is 85 minutes. Why? Why is this show 85 minutes long? Why is I, it
0: 85 minutes long?
1: Because it's, apparently they're two hours, two hours long. Hours? That's I forgot all about it. They're two hours long yeah. when you watch it with the commercials. And I was like, mm, this might be too hard. So like- Yeah, I don't blame you. So like, just, just watching something for two, for- for 90 minutes was too was like oh girl you put yourself in a bad position do you know how
0: much I dread taking notes on this 40 minute show every week where I'm like I don't want to do that (laughs) well (laughs) the other thing is the slog it's the slog of it that's what it is just like going to your job
1: and also you know how like people are always like you talk too much about yourself like my podcast all I do is talk about myself because if I didn't there would be no podcast well that's what what I I the always the say I the same thing about,
0: about me, me when, remember when that person told me I was going to die alone on Patreon because I wouldn't stop talking about myself. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, this is the podcast that I want to do. Like, if you don't like it, please it's just don't podcast, listen. It's also the podcast you've always done. Yeah, so, literally always. like,
1: what? And no, I'm fortunate that my podcast is smaller than yours. And so nobody, everyone's always super nice to me. Everyone's always like, no one like I don't have anybody who just kind of listens. They like really like the fact that I will wander off and talk about the big bang theory for 40 fucking minutes. So like Mm -hmm. I'm fortunate that way, but yeah, like I have to talk about, I have to find things to talk about. I have to make things interesting, actually. I'm about to plug this right now. You guys need to be, you need to be listening to my Patreon. It's at patreon.com backslash I just did an episode on Linda from Intervention that I listened back to twice and made myself laugh. Okay, I and that's stupid.
0: You okay? listened to it twice?
1: Twice I listened to it because I thought it was funny. And while I was recording it, I was making myself laugh. Like I was, ha- I was alone in my home giggling to myself for an hour and 40 minutes that is that's the nice thing about doing a podcast where you can talk about whatever the fuck you want Mm -hmm. and i can pretend to like scissor like you it's you have to be there but still this is what this is like that's the nice part now my question with
0: shy and her podcast is is her podcast going to be about social justice i i that's a good question because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, is she going to talk about that every week? That's a heavy That's, topic to talk about every week. That means every week you have to have an expert on.
1: And also every week you have to, you know, I'm dealing in filth all the time, right? Intervention and my pound, pound like, mm-hmm. blah, blah blah blah. Just and just terrible people and terrible things happening to, to nice people. But uh imagine every week you need to talk about a person that was killed by the police. No. And you have to be careful. Like this is a serious topic, you know? Uh,
0: yeah. You're like always one step from getting canceled.
1: Yeah. I, have I mean, we listen. are
0: on our non-serious podcast. So right. <laughs> I, so
1: I use garage band to record. And the, one of the reasons I like it is that I will hear myself say something, just pause and move the ticker back and then start recording again. Cause I'll be like, Nope, don't say
0: that. (laughs) I do that. Actually last week, two weeks ago, the one with Tyler and Caitlin in school, like Mm -hmm. in Nova school, I, I recorded something. And after I finished it, I was like, I cut out 20 minutes of that segment and redid a 20 minute, which I never do because I didn't, I like in, at the end of recording, I actually realized I was like, I don't think I like that. And I listened to it back and I was like, that doesn't really sound good. So I read, yeah. I re-recorded 15 minutes, which I never do. And honestly, I'm sure I could have put it out, but like, sometimes I just hear it and I'm like, I don't really, I don't, really, don't want to hear anybody like disagree with me there because I don't think I would disagree with them if they're disagreeing with me. Like yeah. I could see how people would hear this wrong. So let me just re say this in a different way. Yep. I have gone to sleep on Saturday night after recording
1: and woken up early enough to stop it from going out and edit it. Cause I was like, cause in my sleep, I was like, oh no, mm-hmm. did you really say that? Don't say that. Don't. Mm-hmm. And not that I, not that guys, I like when I'm alone, I'm not over here just like spitting out dangerous hot yes, takes. Are, of course you are. <laughs> You should hear what she she texts
0: me. I
1: did text you a lot about white people's hair. Oh my God. Princess
0: (laughs) thought that white people don't need to brush their hair or you only need to brush your hair and that there are no hairstyles. And I said, Princess, look it up on YouTube and you go, there's white YouTube hair channels? I
1: didn't know. I don't need it. I, I don't need it. I Guys, I have adopted a Latinx kid who has Caucasian hair and- like growing up as a black woman in the 90s like all anybody wanted was soft white people hair and the reason was because you could just like i don't know flip it and go somewhere and so (laughs) that's what i like you know i text not just you i text every person with soft hair in my phone book and my contacts list and they all were like have you never been in target in the hair section and i was like i go right to the ethnic section i don't look around and they were like (laughs) Bitch, <laughs> no one agreed with me, and now I have to go on you. My girl, my YouTube recommendations are fucked up. Is that it's all worst? white girls? You should have logged out. You should have logged out before you. No, because I'm not going to watch those commercials.
0: <laughs> true, true true, <laughs> so, true, 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 true. So
1: yeah, I appreciate. Now listen, the next time I text you about one of my children, be on my side, though, okay? Because they talk. If I want to get on their side, I'll talk to one of their little friends. You're my little friend, okay? <laughs>
0: yep Bunny gets to
1: get her hair done (laughs) (laughs) well I did it and she came home with it right so it's fine all right anyway I'm sorry but yeah
0: a Cheyenne is always one step for being like everybody is one step for being canceled and having such a serious topic is difficult and it's in and of itself also like full offense do people want a podcast from Cheyenne that's about racial justice is Cheyenne the one that they want that from like no Cheyenne's not that's smart. I'm fine with it on TV and I like it on social media. Do I think Cheyenne is intelligent enough to cut, like carry an hour long conversation on such a serious important topic every week? Not particularly. Yeah, and she's no Amanda Seals, guys. So <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we want to see
1: Shy participate in things and bring light to it with her platform, not create the
0: platform. Yes, I would like to see Shy with um as like the Co host of a podcast where they talk about life and stuff. And then, like occasionally, they have, or maybe even like regularly, but not all of the time, talk about important issues and social justice issues. I just don't see her. I mean, she does have a college degree. I'm not saying she's stupid. I just don't think that, like, I think that to have such a serious and important topic really requires a lot. You have to do a lot of reading. You have to do a lot of research. Like it's not the same as just like watching a fucking television show and recapping it. Like you have to be constantly educating yourself in a way that I'm not sure she realizes it. Like does Cheyenne read books? I don't know. Like does she watch extensive news coverage? I'm not sure. What kind of articles does she read? It's not just chatting, you know?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I said this before when we were talking about Troy and all the research he does. My podcast is just opinions and vibes. That's mm-hmm. all it fucking is. Like, don't <laughs> no want nobody gives a fuck about. I just, I just show up and be like, this is what I thought, and that's it. And so, and so, I don't even have notes half the time. So, like, if you want to be a person, a serious person like that, Shai's gonna have to do more. But I think you're right. She needs to be the co-host. She needs to be the Adam Carolla
0: to the yeah. Doctor Drew. Like, you yeah. can't. You can't like she can't be the Dr. Drew, not the Dr. Drew's anything, but you know what I'm saying. She could bring in the regular person point of view. Mm -hmm. Which I'm I don't mean that as an insult. That's an important point to have, especially on like a conversational podcast. People don't necessarily that's what's also so hard. Most people don't want to listen to something that sounds so academic, but at the same time, they don't want you to sound stupid. So I think Shy could like be in a space where there is like a more academic smarter host where shy brings like a real life point of view to it i think she could be pretty good at that i also think shy's lazy and i'm not saying oh, that. like of course I mean, she is i mean she's lazy and most the reality is is most people on these type of shows are lazy because
1: i mean because they can be
0: because they get paid a fuck ton of money for posting instagram pictures and yeah. going to dinner
1: yeah. So like, I just don't see her keeping up with it. You know what, you know, cause we like her family and we think her family's interesting and we, it, it might be nice. To, you know, the Osborne's like that family kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Where- okay. I actually listened to the, I mean, I know Sharon Oz, they're all nightmares, honestly, but they did a podcast mm-hmm. like for a year, not that long ago. And I listened to it and like their chemistry, Sharon Kelly and Jack's chemistry is insane they are so entertaining they did give ozzy a mic which i found a weird choice to <laughs> put ozzy on a podcast um found that to be a very weird choice when he was on the episode people do a lot of he said blah. blah, blah. <laughs> not even that. you it, oh. it, it makes no sense when he's on but i will say like the episodes with jack kelly and sharon are interesting because they have such good chemistry together and like they're entertaining and you know what cheyenne They could do, I don't know if necessarily a regular podcast would be interesting, but like sit down, (laughs) red table talk type of vibes, like where it's on YouTube. Exactly. She needs a family vlog is what she needs with. Well, she does have a YouTube channel that she posts to that I just haven't watched.
1: Yeah. It needs to be like with our Kyle, Lynn explained to us how she hates her name (laughs) um and why she has not re- changed her
0: name also why she got an r tattooed on her arm you one would think after <laughs> all the r kelly stuff came out she'd be like okay we got to get rid of this i know but also it's probably on everything
1: everything everything and then, and then does r Kelly's r kelly lynn's family i mean parents are different than shy's right
0: no they have, they, the same, they, have, they have the same father i think so because they were both out to dinner with their dad well, I mean, he could have been like a step Because the reason true, I that, is I, because- I think they're close in age. I, I don't know, because it seems to me like Cheyenne's mom and dad were married for a significant amount of time and then they divorced. And I think Cheyenne right. and Kyle are close in age. So I just assumed yes, but so I don't, maybe not. They just snapped and called a child R. Our- Kyle that Lynn. was the first one. Apparently R is something like the 17th letter. I can't remember what that stands for. And Kyle is the dad's name and Lynn, but that's not because well, maybe their middle bio. names because Margaret is their mom's name. Maybe her name is Margaret Lynn and the dad's name is whatever his name, Kyle, but that's what it is.
1: I saw a bio for our Kyle Lynn's um, art thing
0: and oh it's ours and the two of us not the letter yeah, she likes like she likes that number she likes the number 17 for whatever but yeah our kyle lynn and i think kyle yeah. lynn are their middle names and
1: then they just like that's same. call the next one cheyenne
0: yeah well no her real name is um not cheyenne uh what the you, is her what is even her last name floyd, floyd? yeah her real name is, let's see, Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-Y-N. Oh, her middle name is Cheyenne. Okay, so she might just go by her, she might have always gone by her middle name. Some people do. I just,
1: I think it's so interesting that they just like snapped that first time and okay. the next,
0: and they were like, and this one's Kristen. And I, I was like, no, they got a match. <laughs> I totally, I totally agree with you, but I think that they have the same dad just because, my understanding of their family dynamics leads me to believe Mm. that, but it's also possible, I don't know, maybe Kyle is three years older and right after she was born, Margaret got with um, Cheyenne's dad. Or maybe they all got
1: real jobs and (laughs) and started working like nine to five and got real suburban and shit. And then we're like, no, this one could be Kristen. Like maybe, you know how people, like people change drastically over the few years
0: after you have a kid. So maybe they were just like, actually. Imagine you have a beautiful name like Margaret and you decide to give your child the name R-Kyle. No, imagine
1: you just had to sign this little kid up for preschool and you're like, her name's R. And they're like, what?
0: (laughs) So stupid.
1: And I Ugh. am allowed to say this because I have a stupid name. That so I'm going to talk anything I fucking want to about it <laughs> because I have lived through this life. So at least it's not an initial.
0: Ugh. All right, let's move on to Mackenzie McKay.
1: How's Mackenzie McKee? How old is she? I think she's 26. She's she young. looks a hard 35 in this. Uh, look, <sighs> I haven't tough. looked at her in a long, is it because of the, is it because of um like, the diabetes and the weight and, stuff.
0: And um, yeah. I mean, part of it is that she, I think, um, like, starves herself a little bit, which never yeah. helps with your skin. I think her hair color is really bad, which yeah, ages her. Purple. I I think that, but, like, the blonde of it is so, like, brat. I don't know. Something with the, the white blonde really ages her, in mm. my opinion. I think she might okay. look younger if she had, like, a warm brown even. Okay. Like, I, I think that something in the blonde makes, because sometimes this is, I mean- this is rude for me to say, but I feel like a lot of times people with fake blonde hair can look older because our eyes are like trained to spot fake blonde hair. And like we associate that with somebody like older. I like, I I can't really explain it, but it adds that overall thing of like this older person trying to look young, um, that Mackenzie has like that shitty, badly done Mm. blonde hair, which I think her hair is not well done. So I think that's it. I think her tan makes her look older. And Maybe I also like think her clothes, her clothes make her look a lot older. And especially like when her sister comes in there in like the same outfit and you're like, and her sister's like at least 10 years older than her. Mm.
1: Okay. So, cause this is a, this is one of the Few times I've looked directly at Mac McKee, you know, like, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, this show, yeah. when it's on, like, I didn't, I'm not on her Instagram and shit. And this show, when it's on, is usually background noise. So, but I actually looked directly at her and I was like, wow, you're, I know you're one of the younger girls. Like, what is this? She, I think you're right. It's the styling. I also, I just, just imagine you let some dude get you pregnant in the 10th grade because you thought it was cute that he did rodeo stuff and now you got to listen to this motherfucker mumble at you for 10 fucking years so that you can be so so miserable she She is so so
0: fucking miserable and she's like I mean I actually really laughed when she like confronted her friend kind of for like calling her out Yeah. She was like, and then I thought it was going to be this way. And then it was that way. And then, you know, (laughs) how about, so they start the, the episode with Mackenzie being like, okay, Josh, my sister and my two best friends are coming. So we need to figure out where we stand. (laughs) That's how, here's my pro tip as somebody that's been in a terrible, terrible relationship. You shouldn't have to explain your relationship to other people and you shouldn't have to justify your relationship to other people. And if you're doing those things, there might be something worth reflecting on. Also, they have been married. How old's that? How old's Gannon? Eight, I think. I think those so they, kids are eight. They've been married for at least six years at this point, yeah. I think. You've been married for six years.
1: And the fact that you have to keep taking the temperature of this relationship. <laughs> Do you, can you imagine I, all these fucking kids I have, as long as I've been with my husband, if every like two days I have to be like, So where are we? So what are we doing?
0: I, are we going to be together? Like, look, I know relationships are hard, but I hope to never be in a situation where with my spouse, yeah. I have to be like, So what are we? Yeah. Like it's one thing, but I'm, I'm saying like, I understand that there are couples that work through cheating. There are couples that work through really fucking hard issues and -hmm. they do have to have those conversations. Like, are we going to be together or not? Because if we're going to be together, like, let's make this work. Like if we're making this choice, but the way they talk is is like how me and my high school boyfriend talk. Exactly. What are we? What are we? Like that, that's what it reminds me of. It's so immature. Mackenzie is so immature and josh has the depth of um like a piece of wood a thin piece there's, of wood so yeah,
1: a box of hair is more exciting he is that him and that mustache and that facial hair like and that mumbling the fact that like if she had not gotten pregnant with ganon like obviously you know there's talk about the earlier baby all that mm-hmm. if she had not gotten pregnant with Gannon, she would not even know this boy
0: you know what I mean no it'd be like oh yeah my
1: high school boyfriend right (laughs) there's nothing about him and the fact that she has to fight this hard to be with this mumbling ass motherfucker is so hard to watch and she's so animated and he's
0: so "Mm." like you know what I'm saying she needs like a gym boyfriend like she needs somebody who like wants to do all the same shit she does although I will say she'll Sometimes I'll see her TikToks and Josh's in them and he seems a lot more alive. So she gets him to perform sometimes, but Mackenzie is just, you know what I found interesting when she said that her, she's like, and my family says we shouldn't be together because her family used to be pretty pro Josh. It seemed, seems like they've really turned the corner on not wanting Mackenzie to be with him. I think that when they were pro Josh, they were just like, don't blow your life up. Yeah. I also think it was the type of thing where they had probably, I mean, by the time Mackenzie comes on Teen Mom 2, her and Josh have broken up and gotten back together 80 times, you know, in the six years that they've been together. So I think from her family, it's like, well, we've told her a hundred times to leave him. She does. And she gets back with him. So now we're going to encourage her to like, stay with him and make it work because that's clearly what she wants.
1: Yeah. And I, so how much do you think that drywall job
0: paid that he had to leave Florida to go to Oklahoma? To,
1: like how much? Well, I think because he
0: hadn't moved to Florida. He, I think he was just like hanging out in Florida. Like, I don't get it. Okay. I don't get it at all. Like I I really, it makes okay. no sense. It makes sense. So no there was sense. no work
1: upcoming. So he's like, I'm going to go to Florida. And then they call him and be like, yeah, we have a job on Monday. Are you coming back? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, I'll come back. And that's, and he's been there like 10 days, two weeks, something like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because it seems like he's been there forever by the time he goes back. But you're right. He was probably on a two-week vacation. And yeah. then he was like, because remember, she's like, well, are you going to come back? <laughs> like, ima- yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was going to say, maybe you have done this, princess, based on your formal, your former like, long-distance marriage. But imagine oh, yeah. asking your <laughs> husband, like are you going to come back to where me and your children live after
1: this? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have any kids when that happened. So it's thank a God. a wild
0: thing to ask your husband. He's super
1: traumatized. But yeah, I like, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, he does pack his car. Like his car is full of clothes and like water and like him and my dad both do this. They, their cars are packed. Like they think they're going to run away one day. Well, it's, <laughs> you know, they need their go bag, like their doomsday know, preppers. But, but like, I don't know. Like, he's not going anywhere. Nobody's going to love him. i have like, I've like nagged him enough. He knows nobody's going to take him. So like, I, you know, his self-esteem is way down there. So he knows he's got to stay here. Cause no one else is ever going to love him. Like I do, but like, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Their relationship is so strange. It really feels like Mackenzie is a single parent. Yes. And he is just the one who drifts in and out. Yes. And I, I don't know if, you know, she's talking to her friend and stuff. And I'm and her friend's like, I'm sorry, I'm not telling you the thing you want to hear, which I understand. But if Mackenzie, this is a bad relationship. We all know this, right? Mackenzie knows this. Josh knows this. So if you're going to stay in this relationship, what if you just don't talk about it anymore, Mackenzie? What if you just like, just, you know, if people ask you, like, instead of calling people to say, Josh did this and Josh did that, what if you just, if people ask you about Josh, you go, mm, things are fine. And you just, I mean,
0: that's what I did for like the last yeah. two years of my relationship because I had enough sense to be embarrassed by it. Mackenzie's yeah. lack of shame, I find really troubling.
1: Well, I had to learn certain things early in my marriage that like, if you, every time you get upset and I have a temper, so I do get upset. If every time I get upset, I call people and tell them I'm mm-hmm. upset. They will always remember that I was upset. Well, she Even, does
0: acknowledge that because she's like, I was really upset. Like I was upset by our conversation, but then I remembered we spent all summer talking shit on Josh. Yeah. (laughs) And so,
1: but just so like, even on my podcast where I talk extensively about how annoying my husband is, I'm never talking about a real problem that I can't laugh at. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about anything that's like ongoing or anything that's like, no, this is a real problem in my life. I'm talking about him and his big ass shoes that I always fall over. That's different. And so, but also, I mean, also I don't have problems like Mackenzie has, but I just realized that I could not like be out in this world and open wound every time I had a fight with my husband, because all people remember is that fight. Even if you have lots of happy times in between and they're still mad, your friends and family love you. They're going to stay mad longer than you will. So what do you expect us to do, Mackenzie? Like, also we're watching you
0: on TV. We can see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> I mean, this, I mean Mackenzie is just so annoying to me like I find everything about Mackenzie to be annoying everything and I don't know how anybody puts up with her honestly honestly I don't like and her friend being like we're not mad at you it's like yeah you are you're mad at her. it's okay
1: well, they might not be mad at her. They might just
0: be, like, annoyed with her. Yeah, like maybe be mad being, like, is too dramatic. But, like, like, you and your shit, girls. I mean, it gets to the point where it's, like, I don't want to hear about it anymore.
1: Yeah, and and then,
0: like, do you think Josh is really good in bed? Yeah, I think they must have good sex. Well, I don't know. Is Josh the only guy she's had sex with? No, because she had another kid. What? All of her the kids are by Josh.
1: No, remember the earlier kid that she had. That she was did, with Josh. Little baby. Okay? Jo- I thought it was. I thought it was a different kid. Like, no, different I don't person. think
0: so. I think that was with Josh. Well, she might not even know what good sex is. She might not even know what good sex is. Actually, I could a hundred percent believe Mackenzie's never had an orgasm. That's why she's so obnoxious. Just like Sheena Shea had said, she never had an org, or she like never had an orgasm and never masturbated Shea... on the podcast. <sighs> It's like, I could believe that Mackenzie's never had an orgasm. So you're telling me
1: that if you and I take up a GoFundMe and buy Mackenzie a bunch of sex toys and
0: let her get an orgasm. Get her an Itachi magic wand and maybe things will be different. And get her an orgasm. She's leaving Josh the next day because she's never had that. I mean, I feel like it's probably one or the other. They have, Josh is like, has a huge dick and they have great sex or she literally doesn't know anything else about sex and is only had sex with josh and you know they believe like porn is evil like you know that you know that she has no outside experience if that's the case
1: imagine me chasing a man over some fucking porn
0: (laughs) imagine me being like it'd just be exhausting i mean i understand everybody has their boundaries and i i i get how it can be very damaging to someone's self-esteem like i do understand that yeah it just feels very tiring as a person that isn't a like, I'm just not a jealous person really. And I don't, I don't compare myself to other people in that way. So I can't imagine myself ever being upset about that. But like, I like that's their whole job to be in porn. That's why they look
1: like that's their whole job. Yeah. So like, i'm not i'm not like jealous of michael jordan jumping like that's just <laughs> he can, he's tall <laughs> yeah but
0: i get it because it has to do with the most intimate thing that you do uh, where a lot of your insecurities revolve around like i get i okay. do get that um but it just seems like it'd be very exhausting and i have a lot of empathy for women that are really plagued by that because it's probably yeah. very tiring
1: Yeah, I just, I think, I think
0: Mackenzie is tired in general. She looks tired. I mean, well, how about when she said, when we were in Oklahoma, I couldn't get out of bed or do anything. And now I'm out of bed every day. You know, the kids saw me from one extreme to the other. I'm like, babe, that's not good either. No. And just, you're going to crash. I think Mackenzie has, I think, I don't know what Mackenzie has, but I think Mackenzie swings. (laughs) Mackenzie has always swung. I sometimes wonder if she takes a lot of Adderall um, or she might be manic sometimes. And I've noticed this for years. Like she used to like, when she would post like a hundred Snapchats a day on her up days, I was like, she's either manic or on Adderall right now. Like there's no, and then she gets so low when she gets low. And we know that she has suicide attempts and a ton of suicidal ideation. Yeah. I don't know exactly what's going on with her, but the way that she acts and the way that she talks to me indicates some pretty serious mental health stuff that I think she'd really benefit from seeing a doctor about.
1: I'd love for Mackenzie to fall in with one of those um, modern, like religious, you know, Instagrammy people that are still very religious, but also like
0: paramedicine and stuff. Yeah,
1: God made antidepressants. So yeah. that's how you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. and they and then they can actually open a Bible and be like, and point to verses and be like, see, that's what you should.
0: Well, like, that's, I always used to tell sponsees when they were like, I don't know if I want to um, get on meds because like, what if it blocks my connection to my higher power? And I always said like, I don't know if you can have a connection to your higher power if your brain is like malfunctioning. Yeah. Like, I think your brain, like, I think if your brain chemistry is fucked up, like, it's very hard to have a relationship with your higher power, actually. I think yeah. it's probably the opposite, that once your brain is, like, corrected and straightened out, it's probably much easier to feel connected to a spiritual being. At least that's kind of how it worked in my case. Yeah, I, I but I, but I
1: think McKinsey needs a blonde, skinny woman. Yeah. Agreed. Who like talks a certain type of talk to tell her something like that? Mm-hmm. I, basically, I want her to join a cult that yeah. doesn't like but make like you a come good live with them. Yeah, it doesn't make you come live with them. Yeah, like you can still live at your house. And <laughs> but they're like telling her to get on antidepressants, and also you don't have to like, like I want to see a YouTube vlog that says does Jesus want you to not have orgasms and Mm -hmm. then the end is like no he actually wants you to come all the time and so like I that's the kind of thing I want I mean I can't build that but I would love for Mackenzie to be in something like that um I just I worry about what's going to happen with her with the like she goes back to Oklahoma is
0: that no she's still in Florida and Josh is still in Florida I think so yeah he came back Florida might florida. be a place
1: for her i
0: don't know i mean i don't maybe it is a place for her maybe i i honestly don't know but i worry that she's too happy in florida like i what think that the reality is is like you shouldn't be that happy and you shouldn't be that sad
1: like, oh, like You is, think this is an upswing? That's what you think it is. exists
0: in the middle, yeah. And I think that like that extreme happiness that she's talking about will not last, and she's going to crash eventually. Well, you did mention
1: that she's still on sort of a vacation at this point.
0: Yeah, of course she is. She's in Florida. She goes to the beach all the time. I don't know yeah. if she really works. I mean, I don't think she really worked in Oklahoma either. But like, she's like living life on vacation. She's in
1: vacation mode. And if Josh is still going back and forth, to Oklahoma, they're getting time apart, which helps when you're in a bad relationship because you don't, don't remember how bad they are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's very true that Josh and Mackenzie both have amnesia as soon as they get away from each other. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um. right. Let's talk about Caitlin. Okay. Who I was surprised. We had not heard about Tyler's sister, Amber, in quite a while. And we found out. This week that she's drinking again, um, and that her mm. kids aren't talking to her, which really—I mean—it made me sad. She had done pretty well for a while.
1: I don't know. I think she's the most tragic figure in Team Mom universe because at least Butch has a sense of comedy. Yeah, you know, when Butch got out of jail mm-hmm. and he's got all that hair, like Butch makes us laugh even though we shouldn't. Yeah. And Amber doesn't even from the time where she was like a stripper at the strip club that tie went to go do his I mean she wasn't there at the time but like his bachelor party was at her strip club you know like even in the background she's always been like a tragic figure Mm -hmm. um like remember
0: when she was living in that doomsday house oh god I'll never forget Butch walking around with that candelabra as a light (laughs) yeah she was in there with her kid and he like holds it up to the ceiling
1: and there's a hole fucking hole in it and she's out there in that hoodie talking all fast. And yeah. like, I don't know any other way to describe it. That is, that is the, I'm going to talk fast and hopefully you don't listen too hard to what I'm saying. That's, a, that's an, that's an act of addiction. Yeah. Like people, like, uh, that's, that's just, a good way I,
0: to describe it.
1: Yeah. And so like, she's just been a tragic, tragic figure. Her relationship with Butch, the way she, remember when she was talking about how like, Tyler's gotten to a certain point with him, but for her, it's, like it's hard for her mm-hmm. and I just like lots of people who have fathers like Butch grow up to be like Amber
0: yeah I mean Tyler's lucky uh, hello me like I <laughs> uh, it's I feel like you know Tyler I get what Tyler's saying later in the episode when he's like I don't understand how having our dad the way he is doesn't motivate her to do better and it's like Because it broke her. Yeah. And so she had her kids earlier than Tyler did. Well, Tyler had kids early, but he didn't have to parent anybody. Yeah. I told you she had her baby young. That's how they knew about Bethany Christian services because Amber had talked to them.
1: Yeah. I told you this by text a couple of weeks ago when they were doing terrible parenting to Nova. I told you that everybody else on the show is a vet veteran parent. Like Mm -hmm. fucking Leah's 12. But they're Tyler and Caitlin are new at parenting yeah they just started yeah and and also they don't have great role models models. and they I think they would really 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 benefit from some in-person not during a pandemic parenting classes where because they want to learn they yes they want to learn they just don't even like because I've had so many parenting classes and read so many parenting resources it's very easy for me to just be like well no you don't it's supposed to be natural consequences you don't add this and that like that's very easy for me to say shit like that but it's because I've been fed this information
0: yeah and I totally agree with that and I think that they're really good candidates for stuff like that because they want to learn and they want to do better they're just not really sure how and they're probably not that motivated to figure it out but I think if they went to parenting classes they'd be like oh yeah, that does make sense. And they'd implement it at like a 42% rate, which would be pretty good. shit. It's better than nothing. Yeah. It's,
1: I, I it's just so funny to think of the fact that they are brand new at fucking parenting and they've been on this show for a decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. A teen mom show for a decade and, you st- and you're just starting off parenting. So i don't know i think i think amber also doesn't benefit from the fact that she she had her kid early she didn't have money like you did
0: yeah there are two it's just two kids i think a son and a daughter
1: and they go through like a lot of stuff tyler and kate come up against can be fixed with money yeah amber doesn't have and also she's got an addiction
0: yeah and i thought so kim was saying that she thinks amber should move back to michigan because like she's a mother and she should be near her kids, but I'm like, well, if she's using. Should yeah. she? Does that make? I don't know. Like, does that would that benefit her children if she's physically closer if she's drinking and using? Like, I don't necessarily think so. How old is Carly? Carly is twelve or so eleven. Carly, if Carly Leah turned like- twelve, they're all the same age. You know, they're all, all right, within so she's like eleven. So that makes uh, Amber's kid what like. 14 13, probably. The All older right, one is probably 13. I think the boy, I think the girl is older. The one that they said is not talking to Amber. Right. She's probably 13 or 14. And I think the boy is like probably 10 or 11. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Um, I don't, I agree with you. I don't think Amber coming back is going to make that kid talk to her because she's going to see you now and she's going to, it's not, it's not going to be any better. Um, and you probably made a lot of promises the last time you went to rehab.
0: Yeah, it's fucking sad. It's sad because she did get sober for like over a year or two, I think.
1: Well, being sober is hard. Well, I'm not fuck. I'm not telling you anything now.
0: I know <laughs> it's it just hard. is sad. It really it sucks yeah. when somebody like gets it together and then, you know, they look. I understand like being abstinent isn't for everyone, but like if the consequences of you drinking means your children don't talk to you, like, and you're drinking, well, that's sad.
1: The thing they're dancing around is that nobody thinks she's just drinking. Well, If she's admitting
0: that she's drinking to you, I think that they are not saying that they think that sure, it's Sure, but the way that they talked about her drinking liquor makes me think alcohol was probably a big problem for her, too. Okay. Because they, Tyler goes, well, what's she drinking? And her mom's like, she says she's having beer, but I'm sure it's liquor, too. The fact that he was asking, like, what she's drinking makes me think that... Liquor was probably a problem too. It wasn't just drugs. Like she probably had a serious alcohol problem too.
1: Wait, is she still in
0: Austin? Yeah, I think so. Oh my God. She's probably on my street. Should go find her. <laughs> you should no, go give her counsel.
1: I never found Pharaoh when she was here, even though I lived like fucking 15 minutes from her. I'm not gonna go find Amber. She's gonna borrow money from me. I'm not doing it. <laughs> but but yeah, I I understand how they feel. You know, I thought what's the kid? What's the name of their kid? It's not Carly.
0: Nova and Veda. Nova is the older one. So Veda's the one I was I kept going, is that Veda? Yeah. So Nova says how, what I did just, you think about this combo? Nova and Veda? No, Nova's combo about Butch. Oh
1: yeah. I thought that was funny. I don't think like I think some people will read too far into that. Nova's young and I the fact that she's like Oh, your dad wasn't around. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Good. You got a new daddy. And he's like, no, it's the same daddy. That made me laugh. Because I talk about this a lot with my my own grandfather, who was like a drunk and he was like violent. And like now he's 80 something years old. He's a different dude. But I remember back then, and my some of my younger cousins, they were born young. So they don't remember that. So yeah. if I were to be talking about a grandpa that like to be scared of they would be like what the fuck are you even talking about that is a nice man
0: Yeah,
1: and so i i actually prefer even though which doesn't always do what he was supposed to do nova hasn't
0: seen butch in like two to three years at this point i think
1: exactly i prefer her to have that experience with butch and not (sighs) to be like oh he used to go to jail all the time and she'd be like oh you talking about butch She...
0: (laughs) (laughs) she didn't seem distressed by it i don't know i don't think it's the worst Thing in the world to no. tell kids the truth like oh what, you people say she shouldn't they should have told her I don't know I'm just saying oh, okay. like I actually haven't really seen any talk about this surprisingly but I thought it was like an okay conversation they kept it they didn't get like super into detail but it's the truth he was in jail a lot because he broke the law and breaking the law means that you have consequences and go to jail but they explained it was because he was sick and he had an illness like I think and drove too fast I mean yeah I thought that was funny um but like be, I bet he's like gotten a ticket with her in the car or something. So she,
1: but she's like, yeah,
0: I just, I, I mean, maybe there's like a more age appropriate way to go over it, but no, I thought it was age appropriate. I thought it was fine. They were honest. She seemed to get it. Like Nova's at that age where you can start explaining some stuff. Sometimes I'll be talking about my nieces and I know I'm explaining something that's over their head, but I think it's important to just say it and for them to learn, like. And they can ask
1: questions if they need to.
0: We were talking about, um, <laughs> After the election, we were talking about voting and voter suppression. And like the six-year-old was like, but why don't they want people to vote? And like, we had a long talk about it. And I don't think they really got it that much, but now the idea has been floated. Like, why can't we talk to them about it? You know what I mean? Like, you can talk to kids about it. Even you can talk to kids about shit that they might not understand.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I also think that like, guys, so butch is butch, okay? even when he's doing well, he's Butch. So this isn't going to go away. And Tyler's feelings about Butch aren't going to go away. And so this is a conversation you're going to have all the time because, you know, Butch might end up doing fairly well and showing and coming to town sometimes and buying Nova things and being super nice. And Tyler's, you know, side-eyeing because I'll tell you this right now, my, your parents as grandparents are not your parents. Mm -hmm. And especially if you've had childhood trauma, like you- You'd be looking at them like girl, you're buying shit. Every you're you're defending them like you're fucking Johnny Cochran. That's not how you raised me. And I there are feel like so. If he's a bad grandfather, Tyler's gonna have feelings about that. If he's a good grandfather, Tyler's gonna have feelings about that. And so none of this shit's going away. And Nova
0: will ask. I mean, she needs to know why. Yeah, there's friction there. Yeah, it's a natural conversation. Also, um, I mean. I, I liked what Tyler said where he was like I need to get over this bitterness and I thought it was very real when he's like yeah I know what I need to do I just don't want to do it like as yeah. far as like going to therapy I think that's some real shit where you're like yeah I know this is an issue I know what I want to, I need to do because I don't want to fucking do it um but I hope he does but I mean I think Tyler's actually come a pretty long way with Butch if you go yeah. back and watch the early episodes he used to like bounce around so much. Like if he wanted to have Butch in his life or not. And he'd write him these letters like, dad, I don't want you around. But then, you know, a week later he's talking to his dad and it really seems like Butch is not in the picture by choice, by virtue of Tyler, not going after him, which was kind of always the case, right. Where Tyler like chased Butch around essentially, unfortunately for him, that's a really sad thing. But I think Tyler's kind of moved past that. And so I do think Tyler has made some pretty good pro- progress with Butch. I think actually Tyler being like bitter and mad at Butch is an indicator that he is making progress because I think before what he really was, was like really hurt and kind of desperate for Butch to still be his dad and to come back. And I don't feel that like desperation for Butch's affection anymore, which to me is progress. yeah. But he also said something very true is
1: that he does not know what fatherhood looks like.
0: Yeah, he's been saying that a lot, which I think is good. I think that's why he would do good at parenting class. Because he wants to know. And also, like, I bet Kate and Tyler would really benefit from, like, joining a church. Like, a nice, liberal, like, universal Unitarian church where they could have mentors. Um, I think they'd really benefit or like they could become like friends. Like, could you say like a Quaker meeting house? Like just like yeah. a really chill, like we mostly come here for like the community more than the religion. Cause I don't think they're very religious, but like, I think they'd really benefit from being in a community that has older members of it that are interested in like mentoring and fellowshipping with younger families. I think they would really just by virtue of like not having stable figures in their life and their only stable figure is Kim who has a million issues like yeah. i think they could really benefit from a situation like that mm.
1: You know you're speaking my language because I always wish- I know, you want a
0: church that's not a church.
1: I want to, I like-
0: if You want to be I an addict be, so you can go
1: to NA. Yes, if I could be religious, I would because I think it's just so, like you just find a church that you like that's run by somebody you do like.
0: They have, do they have Quakers in Texas? No,
1: they do. But like, I I don't think I'm going to handle over there. But like your whole community is surrounded by there. Your holidays are decided. You, yeah. let, you go to the youth group. Like I would lo- like- if I could just sit quietly in a church and not stand up every 10 minutes and be like, that's no, sweet. I don't think that's that, right. Do think you that's know what?
0: Right. At Quaker meeting, you sit totally silent. Everybody sits <laughs> no, in silence No, for no I hour. mean, me personally, because
1: I know that I would be like, well, what about this? And what about that? And I'd get kicked. I'd be excommunicated immediately. I just know who I am. But that community around like a religious experience is something that like, I don't know how to recreate in a secular
0: way. Yeah, it's
1: hard, especially
0: when you live in a place like Texas, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, but there are tons of churches here and they're all, they seem fun. Like, don't get me wrong.
0: No, no, no. I mean, I think it's especially hard because you live in a place where a ton of churches are. So there's not a need for people to be creating secular communities so much. Yes. Where I think at, like, if you lived in, I don't know, let's say you lived in Philly, there's probably a lot more, like young mom groups that are together because they're not just going to their church to meet up you know what I mean like they all go to the same I don't know like flea market on Saturdays like there's just I think in places that are less religious there's more likely to be I don't know if they're I don't think there are a ton, but I think in somewhere like Texas or a religious place, the default is church. And I don't think that's the case where I am. So I do think people are community-less in a lot of ways, but I also think that people might be a little more motivated to create different groups where if you were church people, you would just go to church.
1: Yeah. I would love to go, like they have this Jesus yoga. And I would love, like, I'm like, I would join that shit and I just go, but I just know they're going to try to slip in something about homosexuals and I'm going to have to leave. And I so- think that, I honestly think that you
0: should go to a Quaker meeting. <laughs> are you they going sit- have like- No, everybody sits in complete silence. People get up when they feel moved and they talk about like social justice. They are the most liberal people that you can ever imagine. Like the Quaker house by me, I go to an AA meeting. Sometimes there, there are a lot of, I mean- there aren't that many Quaker people left just in general, but Philadelphia is like home of the Quakers and the first Quakers were in the Philadelphia area. Um, shout out like Ben Franklin and stuff. And the founder of Pennsylvania was a Quaker. So there's a lot of like beautiful old Quaker meeting homes that are from like the 1600s in Pennsylvania. And you just sit in silence and then you go to like your trans visibility day activity at the Quaker house it's very think about it and I do I know it's the reality is it's still religious I think like and they still are Christian but I think that they're much more like about they're about service community social justice and you sit in silence in the meeting (laughs)
1: Liz I was considering writing a letter to the school district asking them to stop letting the kids off for
0: Good Friday because they do not let them off for other like my mom Got her work to in uh, many years ago to establish a flex holiday day because they got off for Good Friday, but not Jewish holidays. I just am annoyed by it. Nobody needs a four day
1: weekend this weekend, guys. And you get off Easter Monday too. Easter Monday is a teacher work day. The kids get off, the teachers do not. The kids are off for Martin Luther King's birthday, the teachers are not. Like, th- I and my school district has a fall break, it's spring break. In October. So, because we don't have snow days. There's yeah. no, we have to build them in federally, we're required to, but like we don't need them. So, like, they have all these extra days off. And I was like, This is not separation of church and state. And I was gonna write a letter, and my husband was like, Don't you think the people at the school are mad at you enough? And I was like, You're right. I'll, I'll save this for something else. And so so yeah, I well eventually I will figure out, but like I think you're right about Kate and Tyler that they are religious enough. Like, I mean, I think they're you could go to Christians. a cool
0: person church, they could yes. go to the young whole song shit, which yeah, please don't DM me and let me know they're not cool. I fucking know. Like,
1: yeah, we know if, we know, if, we know, if we know, anybody
0: guys. knows it's me. Like, I know, but like, what I'm saying is I think okay, so one of my my older maid in Florida, who I love very much, is very Christian, and she gets so much from her church community yeah. when she has issues she calls her mentors like she yeah. like she has such a community around her church and i think that like she's like always talking about how like these women that like she respects their marriages and like all of this stuff that she gets from her church that is really great and i mean there are some issues that I- I personally think are issues that she might not think are issues but like I think Kate and Tyler would be fine with them and I can can't you see them at like a liberal enough church where they like go and volunteer and like get Mm -hmm. to be on committees and like I said have mentors like I think they would really really benefit from a situation where they had trusted adults they could call I don't think either one of them have like a single older adult that isn't Kim that they can call for advice which like
1: brings us back to the whole thing that we're talking about is that they like Whereas you and I have older people in our lives that we can look up to, that we can, that show us like a path that we wouldn't mind being on. Mm -hmm. And that we can like, even though you and I both have like our childhood stuff, like I still have like a good idea of what a father is and what a mother is. And I don't think that they do have those things. And if they could expand their their circle a little bit, like I just feel like it's so weird that we just spent 10 minutes prescribing church to them like you and I of like, <laughs> all people right <laughs> like like that is the weirdest fucking conversation you and I have ever fucking like
0: us but but I'm pro-community yes I'm pro-community yeah, I think they yeah. could too I mean they were religious enough at one point you know yeah, they were they were going on those fucking tours <laughs> exactly. So, exactly so if you're gonna go on the tours to
1: prevent people from getting abortions you might as well you already did the bad stuff you might as well get some
0: of the benefits. Out of- they can find one of those churches. Like there are a bunch of churches by me that have like the Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter flags up, and like do you know what? I, I think the Episcopal yeah, Church does that a lot. Like they have a lot like that. Like they could find a place like that where they feel really comfortable. I think. Yeah, I and like. Like I mean, they live just... in kind of a rural area, I think. So maybe it's a little harder. But... Whatever. They don't have to go to work. They can drive an hour. <laughs>
1: it's...
0: Like they. Why are they always? You're very right. About... They could join somewhere in Detroit. Yeah. They have nowhere to be That's... ever. That's... What are you? Very talking? correct. Like, they get, like they're always like we're busy doing what. You're very <laughs> just, right. Just make your schedule. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Amber. Who? It's already been almost an hour and a half. So we have to get to Amber because yeah, we have a lot to talk about with Amber. Who had quite an episode this week and then mm-hmm. decided to go and reaffirm everything she said double down if not triple down on an instagram live after this episode aired which if you haven't seen any of it go to my instagram feathers underscore pod and watch the clips i posted like i think 13 or 14 clips little yeah. short little clips that are all of the highlights yeah. go watch them because- she's in the dark it's terrifying well they're at 119 in the morning at one point she says it's 119 but she doesn't even have the light on in where she is no the she's going and she's the in a hotel house. room i'm pretty sure by herself
1: well she says that she's like been in a beat airbnb for 20 months
0: yeah which uh, let's get into the show first stuff yeah. so it starts with amber this really kicks it all off for me <laughs> amber says a couple of weeks ago leah got really upset when our plans fell through I love that passive voice our plans fell through like the plans monster canceled them like that's what we say about like adults like oh my god her kid got sick our plans fell through like nothing happened Amber just did not go yeah Amber was sick it made no attempt to like like quickly reschedule something yeah it's just it's the passive cool. voice of it all, where she's like, something happened. I don't know. And Leah's turning 12. So Leah's old enough to know that you don't have anything to do, Amber. Yeah. Well, and she fucking knows it because she says it. So she's like, Amber says things have felt off, felt a little off ever since. And she's like showing off that she bought Leah like $400 worth of makeup, which is a nice gift Leah's 12 I'm sure she's getting very into makeup Amber probably went to Sephora went to Sephora.com and ordered like a shit ton of nice makeup fine although in her Instagram live she goes on and on about how much Gary and Christina spoil Leah and she hates spoiled children because spoiled children are awful awful, and she was raised not to spoil children (laughs) I'm like this. Remember when Amber brought Leah to to that yes. boutique and bought her $700 dress? Yes. She would just throw them in.
1: See the thing is also the $400 worth of makeup like that's not the fact that it's $400 is not something a child can appreciate. No. If she just like wants a, a
0: bag of makeup.
1: Yes. If you had gone and got her a bag of elf makeup it would you have gotten the exact same thing from because like she's not old enough to know that like this is a mm-hmm. very expensive thing.
0: Mm-hmm. She I will say though, kids have YouTube these days and she might be watching beauty. Okay. But I also think that if she bought her a hundred
1: dollars of the makeup that she wanted, she would have still gotten the same response as $400 of expense.
0: I totally, I totally agree. But I'm it's- just saying, I think it it is possible that 12 year olds now like understand what nice makeup is, yeah. but Leah doesn't, she, of course she wants the makeup, but she, she wants her mother. She doesn't want gifts from her mother. She's gotten plenty of gifts.
1: Like Amber's been making enough money to spoil Leah for a long time. Yeah. She's getting wild
0: gifts. Yeah. So then we get a scene of Leah, Gary, and Christina talking about how it's Leah's birthday. And they're like, well, what do you want to do for your birthday? And Leah's saying basically like, she wants to go with her friends to get her nails done and go shopping. And then Gary's like, okay, well, what about your birthday with your family? And she's like, well, I want it to be you, Christina, Emily, and Grandma Tanya, which I was pretty surprised about, that Amber's mom was included in this. Again, bad parents still can still make good grandparents. For sure. But I don't like, I feel like I've never really seen Tanya interacting with Leah. And it's probably just the show that we didn't see it. But like I when she was good. really little, she was with Carol all the time, uh, Gary's mom. And I just, we just haven't seen Tanya and Leah together. So I was like, oh, are they close? And I just didn't yeah. know it. Yeah. I think that, I think that,
1: and with a grandma, you don't need to see him every day, you know? Yeah. So I think that she probably, she, she obviously sees him more than Tanya, just the way, more than Amber, just the way Tanya was talking to Amber about like- Yeah, you know, last week. You know, yeah. yeah. So like, I bet you Tanya- Tanya. Sale. Her name is Tanya. Tanya. I still want to call her Tanya. (laughs) Tanya checks in once a month or something and probably remembers on Christmas and probably, you know, Leah's got her own phone. And when Leah texts her like a funny meme,
0: Tanya responds. Yeah. She sends her like, I love you, baby. And like eight emojis. Yeah. Yeah. And that's enough for grandma.
1: And so, yeah.
0: So Gary's like your mom, do you want your mom to come? And Leah's like, no. And Gary, I have a lot to say about this. So Gary says, you know, it's really important that you include your mom. And Leah's like, well, I don't really want to. And he's like, is there something that happened? So far, I'm like, okay. And Leah's like, I just don't really have a bond with her. She's like, it's been 12 years and she hasn't done anything. That's kind of Christina's spot. Christina immediately goes, well, I'm just the bonus mom. Here's the first thing I want to talk about in this. I get why Christina said that, because they're on camera. And I get that they want to affirm Amber as Leah's mom. I get that. But Leah needs a space. I Leah needs to go to therapy because she needs a space where she can say, I don't have a bond with my mom. I don't want to have a bond with my mom. I consider Christina my mom and not have anybody bounce back and be like, actually, no, 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 no. You have to love your mom. You have to be close with her. I'm your bonus mom. Like, it just... I get why they did this, but I wish somebody had been like, that's okay.
1: Yeah. Um, it's very, so So for me, the scene is very like, we're on camera right now. Yeah. And like, Gary does very well on camera. I'm not going to take that he from does. him. I Absolutely, just know he does. that Gary talks a lot of shit about Amber behind the scenes and Amber deserves it. It's Leah that doesn't deserve it. Yeah. And so what, like... And Leah is very comfortable being like fuck that bitch and so because that's how Leah feels about Amber mm-hmm. and these normally these other people are like yeah well she didn't show up again and now at this moment because we're on camera they're being very like like we're not going to get ate up on reddit today
0: yeah so we're yeah. <laughs> by Amber or by
1: Amber and it doesn't but that doesn't matter Amber doesn't care like like Amber's in a spot right now where
0: She feels very comfortable eating them up on the internet. Yeah, but at this point, she wasn't. At this point, they were in a really good place. Oh, you mean in real time? In real time of the show, they were in a good spot. Oh, so I'm thinking that they're thinking about when the show airs. Sure, but I mean, like, at that point, they probably, like, weren't expecting the show to air. And then after the first episode, Amber (laughs) would go off and say that Gary's trying to fuck her all the time. They yeah. were in like a pretty decent spot, although they had been fighting and we'll get there. Because yeah. um, basically when Gary goes to uh, text Amber, they show his phone and I paused it and I took a screenshot and then I enhanced like I was on CSI. Ah! And the conversation <laughs> that Gary and Amber had been having before was a fight. Um, I wonder if this scene was filmed out of order. I'm kind of thinking. I'm kind of thinking maybe they like, had already told Amber that Leah didn't want to be alone with her on her birthday, Um, because the we see Amber texted. It, like, starts in the middle of a text, and she said, this is what Amber says, told me we were all wrong. You or Christina has been lying to Leah, so enjoy and let me be. I reached out so many times, all on my phone. I'm done. I don't need your ignorance anymore. Gary's response, you can't read. He sends, like, two paragraphs, but they're the green you can't read it then her response to that is no i'm treated like a fucking second class citizen and i'm done for the past mistakes that i've been trying let me be so they had been fighting about something and it sounds like this yeah
1: um so like the way i treat children the way i believe in parent and children relationships is that parents go 90 kids go 10 and there are exceptions like Mm -hmm. when we're all fucking adults that's a different thing but 12 year olds, especially they, that you go further than they go. Yeah. Like right now I'm literally in a fight with a nine-year-old and did I want to like spend time with him today and do things? No, but I am a parent and I'm an adult and he's not. And so even if you don't like, let's say Leah's, let's say Leah's bullshit right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's Leah, Leah's spoiled. Leah's doing this. You believe Leah is completely wrong in this situation, you still have to do more than Leah. So if Leah doesn't want you at her party, you need to find out what Leah does want to do with you. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spend my birthday with you because I'm going with my friends in the morning and that, and then that evening, I'm going to be with my
0: actual family (laughs) or whatever she says. Well, Amber does get invited to that party though. Gary basically is like, well, we're going to invite her. Well, but the thing about Amber is she
1: takes everything Leah says very personally. Yeah.
0: And, as if they are the same age. You know what, really? Watching this and then watching Amber's response to it just made me so sad because it's like, yeah, I knew this was coming. I knew Amber. Everybody knew it was coming. Am, Amber has untreated borderline personality disorder. Like, she was going to turn on Leah. Like as soon as Leah started bucking back to her, she was going to turn on her. Yeah, and Leah it, was always an object to her. Hmm. And, and now, it's very she's... difficult to watch an adult turn on a twelve-year-old. Yeah,
1: especially a twelve-year-old. Leah is very is fairly well behaved. I'm sure she she has her bratty moments, but especially on camera, she is well spoken. She is yeah. clear. She is not saying anything that is disrespectful. She is just being like, well, this is how
0: I feel. And she doesn't do much. And she I don't want to be around with her. Well, Leah says, I mean, she was direct as fuck in this episode. She says, all she did was give birth to me, then she kind of left me. Yeah. Um,
1: like I'm like, I try to go back in my mind and think about times Amber was the primary parent. And very few. Very few. And most of what we watched was her like gary working amber being at home like going crazy with a small with Mm -hmm. a baby but like i mean this is i feel like this is like six eight months out of uh out of leah's life
0: yeah and even then was like it was all you know what i mean like she wasn't she wasn't like primary parenting it was just like somebody had to watch the baby right Right. Like, That's exactly it. somebody <laughs> had to stay here with the baby. Yeah. And you don't have anywhere to go. So. Yeah, exactly. So Gary's like, well, you know, she watched you too. And Leah's like, mm, watched no. a mother watched. Yeah. Mothers well, he he did she did say she took he did <laughs> say she took care of you, is what I wrote down. But you know, I get like I get where Leah's coming from. And I was pretty proud of her for being so bold. I think that Gary and Christina shouldn't I mean look. now we're getting into the ethics of teen mom, right? Which we can't do, but like, they should not have let her say that on camera. They should never let Leah talk shit on Amber on camera because they had to have known this is how Amber's going to react. Amber has an untreated personality disorder. This is how she feels attacked. And in her mind, she can't differentiate that Leah is 12. She is incapable of doing that, which is where I do have empathy for Amber in this situation because- it is, I think it is very hard to be Amber. I think every moment in Amber's head is very difficult, very, very, very difficult. And it's really fucking sad to me to watch. Um, It's very sad for me to watch a woman that on one hand desperately wants to love her child uh, at the same time, like attack her because the child isn't willing to like kowtow to her. I just like I, I'm sure Amber doesn't want to feel this way. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm sure she doesn't want this to be her, but it is. And she obviously isn't getting the treatment that she needs. So that's where I have empathy for her because I think that this is, it's not like I'm excusing her behavior, but her behavior is a result of her mental illness, right? Like that's just reality. And so that's where I have empathy for her, but at the same time, it's like Gary and Christina should have seen that this was coming because Amber well, has never sat back and let anyone talk shit on her.
1: Well, I also don't think this is the first time Leah's. I believe last year was probably a hard time getting Leah to, to, to say, can like your yeah. mom's gonna come. I think this is I think Leah's been probably talking like this off
0: camera for for a long more time. A year. Also So Amber keeps in her Instagram live was talking about how they manipulate Leah and Leah was lying, but she was influenced to lie. And she never says that type of stuff to Amber. And it's like, yeah, because she sees how you are, Amber. And like, she, which the thing that Amber, I bet Leah's like, yeah, I love you. Of course I love you. Like, I think from a very young age, Leah learned, I remember specifically when they went to Florida. Oh, they get engaged? Yeah. But I remember Leah, like, she was young, like, six or seven, and saying to Amber, like, Daddy didn't go anywhere with us in Disney World. He didn't walk around with us at all. Like, something very, like, accusatory of Gary, but because she was trying to please Amber. Um, And I think, like, she probably does do that, but Amber as an adult should be able to see that and also, like, a child shouldn't feel the need to do that. Right. And like, if, like, Gary's her dad, she has complaints about
1: her dad. So if she has any kind of complaint her about her dad, she knows that when she's with Amber, if she brings it up, she gets good feedback from that.
0: Yeah. And like, also, you know that Amber, like, they don't have real talks. What they no. do is the whole time they're together, Amber's like, don't you love me, boo-boo? Do you love me so much? Like, yeah. I love being with you. Like, it's just- talk like that so what we what's Paroding. like no parroting
1: I'm gonna say this to you and I need you to say this Farrah does it with uh so yes
0: like yes like,
1: and that's what do you remember when Farrah was gonna to move to San Diego or LA and <laughs> yeah Sophia said the wrong and then Farrah was like man but here's the thing. You had been prepping her for weeks saying to go this place. And she thought she was giving you the right answer. And then you swung on a dime. And I bet you Amber's like that too. And that like, there is only one right answer. And I'm going to ask you over and over again. And what I want is you to say that answer uh, back to me.
0: Also like Amber does know this is happening. That's the other fresh or anything, because Leah has been refusing to see her for a significant amount of time at this point. Right? Like Amber is saying it. She's not saying it directly. She's saying things are off with me and Leah. She's been saying for two or three episodes how Leah is mad at her, how Leah has been bringing up the past. And she doesn't know anything about that. How she hasn't seen Leah in a while because Leah is upset. So like for Amber to sit here and be like, she doesn't really feel like that. She's been influenced. I've no idea where that even came from. She never said anything like that to me. It's like, she doesn't need to say that to Amber like she's showing you she's showing you with her actions by refusing to spend time with you yeah
1: also like 12 is a significant year she's what seventh grade Mm -hmm. um probably heading into eighth and like this is your this is like a huge independence year um and she
0: so she wants to be more independent with her friends I mean you see it in her like she has that cute little haircut she's so cute so cute she's wearing cute clothes she wants makeup she wants to get her nails done and go shopping like she's a teen girl yeah when I love their little presents
1: with the hair stuff I was like that is so that they're so cute look at that That that's such a 12 year old gift yeah perfect gift who gave her that they are so good at giving gifts and like I just think she's becoming a a young woman Mm -hmm. like and so and young women have opinions and Mm -hmm. they and already I was so This is why I was tweeting on Twitter. I was like, guys, when you were 12, do you remember when your mom would pick you up from school and like roll down the window and wave at you and you'd be embarrassed for three days And, and nothing even happened? Imagine being 12 and your mom gets on the internet, zooted out of her mind with her green card boyfriend talking the most shit. And you and I have talked about, you and I were texting about like, whether Leah sees that it is possible Leah says has seen everything, every piece of everything. But I also believe that it's also possible for her to be so stubborn and be like, I refuse to look at that because
0: I already know it's not going to make me happy or I already know it's going to be this. And- Wait, I want to interrupt you real quick because this came up in the context of this post was going around that somebody on a facebook on an mtv facebook page had left a comment claiming that they had spoken to someone who knows christina who said that somebody at school had shown leah the footage and that's why she was so mad but my thing is if leah's seen teen mom it's not because some kid at school showed her it's because she so, got well, on her fucking phone and watched it so well, also she,
1: someone could have also tried to show her too like been like look at this like and she already knows what it
0: is before it even starts playing because she already seen it you know yeah, what i mean that's but what i'm saying is like even if I feel like she's either watched it or she hasn't, but, like, by her own violation, not, like, kids at school, like, forcing her to watch it. Yeah. And also, we talked about this, too, that she,
1: these are, like, memories of hers. Like, some of this shit happened when she was, like,
0: four and five years old. I mean... What fights did she see between Amber and Matt? What fights did yeah. she see between Amber and Andrew? I think less between Amber and Andrew because I don't think she really went over there when she was with but Andrew. didn't,
1: weren't they going to uh, Leah's school like one time when
0: Amber uh-huh. walked his ass? He went, and- he, he, the first time Amber ever hit Andrew was in the car driving to Leah's school and he showed up with a bloody nose.
1: And so if Leah's there and even if his nose isn't bleeding anymore, everybody looks crazy.
0: Everybody's like, you know, yeah. skew, like- like she's yeah, well, seen shit. I would bet that the worst of it that she probably saw was between Matt and Amber, because yeah, she, she spent a, lot of, a lot of time over there. Remember, like she yeah. actually the time that Leah spent the most with Amber, I'm pretty sure was when she was with Matt, because Matt, for all of his flaws seemed to be like into parenting Leah and he didn't mind Leah came over and he fully took care of Leah. They talk about this all the time. He got up with Leah. He made her breakfast. He made all of her meals. He's the one that hung out with her. Like, I I think that Matt was like her primary parent at Amber's house. And I can only fucking imagine the fights that Amber and Matt had in front of Leah. Yeah, I hate that. And I'm so,
1: <laughs> I know this is weird guys, but if you show too much interest in one of my children, you
0: will never see them again. Yeah, <laughs> of course <laughs> it's weird. Of course it's weird. I am like fucking too much dateline. That's but, what it is. I mean, so, at least somebody was getting up with five-year-old or six-year-old Leah and making well, sure she wasn't burning Marcia's, the house down. Well, how old was she with them? Like young. She would oh, know she was like, because Amber gets out of jail. Remember, we watched her being Amber? Well, she and she like four or five? Leah's four or five. And then she's with Matt within a year of that. Oh my goodness. I thought there was like some in between time. They mm. got together. Like they were already together when OG started filming, and he pops up in like the fourth episode of OG. Wow. And that's like 2015. And it's 2021 now. So Leah was six or seven when they oh got together, goodness. she was little. Yeah, well, at least you're right. At least somebody was there. Yeah, I just. Oh, I just, I, this is not me complimenting Matt or saying <laughs> that this is a good situation. I'm just saying, like, when she was there, Matt was the one that was parenting her, or yeah. taking care of her. I don't think parenting is the right word, but he taking care of her, her while Amber slept all day. Like, Leah has let us know multiple times that Amber sleeps all day. Yeah, uh. So like, this. So I agree with you that
1: like, even if, even if. Uh, this is true. And Leah told Christina, like, Christina's like, why are you upset or whatever? And she's like, this kid was showing me this at school. I don't think it's the first time she's seen it. And I also don't think it's the first time she's seen Amber beat anybody up. So like, it was already gonna happen. And I just feel like this, I agree with you is this was always coming. This Mm -hmm. is where we were going. This is 12. This is 12 when I've had 12 years of you as my mom. And I think that by the time Leah's 15, like, she doesn't, like, Amber doesn't even have her number. Yeah. I agree. And I want. I agree. I like last week you were talking about how you wanted Amber to, to like explain what she has done to be a mother. I want that too, because, and I want it to not be like, I bought this. I paid, I gave your dad a job. Well, TV.
0: she kind of did it this week and it wasn't great. What was it? I mean, <laughs> when I she was watch. talking to Sean, how she's always there for her. Oh, she said, I've been there Sean. once to twice a week. No, she said, I've been there every day or
1: once or twice a week or every other week. She she basically Unless charades us. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she was like summer, spring, fall. That's what she fucking did to us. Yeah. And I was like, that is not. Uh-uh.
0: So <laughs> even before that we get to Sean, Um, we get a scene of it's, I guess the day of Leah's birthday. They're having a mm-hmm. hibachi person come over to do dinner, I guess, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Like that, I thought that was fun. And Leah calls or Amber calls the producer named Townsend which is quite a name. I wonder if that's her last name. I hope it's her last name.
1: And she just goes It's a woman?
0: Yeah, T-W-O-N-S-E-N-D, Townsend. Um, So Amber calls her and Amber's like, you know, um, I just think it'd be really awkward. Uh, Hold on, where did I write this down? She goes, I just, she goes, you know, I just think this situation is odd. I was supposed to be off camera with Leah and now all of a sudden, like, They just want to have a hibachi person there. And she's like, if I go, I just, I think I'll feel a little bit uneasy. So? And then she says, once Leah stops making excuses to see me, I want to have a good relationship with all of them. I really do. But if this is how it is, then I'm going to give them space. Which the me, 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 me of Amber is infuriating. Yeah. It is all about Amber this
1: is Leah's thing and if you're gonna and as her parent sometimes you go have to go to awkward spaces or spaces you would never go to but if you are trying to do something for your kid that's what you do. And it's
0: not even awkward she goes over there all the fucking time.
1: Well it's awkward because she's been fighting with uh, Gary. Gary
0: yeah but like the and fact that call she she probably calls a fat
1: fuck again and <laughs> now she's like now I gotta go look at him.
0: <laughs> the fact that she couldn't go over there and sit there for dinner because she felt a little uneasy about it just tells you everything to know she does not show up for her children anytime that amber Mm. doesn't feel a hundred percent able to do something she just straight up does not do it and she sees that as protecting the kids she actually has twisted herself into a pretzel to explain to us that actually she's doing right by the kids by not seeing them and she says it to sean too like if it wasn't good for me to see her, I wouldn't see her. She's been doing that since she got out of jail when she just won't see Leah for long periods of times. And she says it's because she's depressed and it wouldn't be good for Leah to see her that way. Which like, sure, I'm sure there is a truth to that. But she definitely like, definitely does this thing where she justifies to herself that anytime that she doesn't want to go around there because she's depressed, that it's actually beneficial for Leah.
1: Uh, and- In some ways I agree with her, but if she just left and didn't come back, I think if she, if think about this, if Amber, after she got out of jail, you know, she's very excited to see Leah. Remember, Mm -hmm. but after the first time she was just like, I can't really be around Leah. And she never came back. Mm -hmm. I think that would be better than the back and forth.
0: I think so too. Not, I mean, mean, not ideal,
1: but not, but better than. what she's doing. And I think it's gonna be the same for baby James. I also think I was thinking about this too, that like baby James was a ticking time bomb in that Leah and Amber relationship. Because if Amber took care of baby James, then that's I Leah she couldn't take care of you, Leah. She's she's gonna be a mom to baby James. But if and if she doesn't, well then she's just a piece of shit who's not gonna do it. And so either way we we're gonna come to a head, and that part, like, your mom just got out of jail, yeah, for beating up, which you know she beats up people for beating. She's been on TV beating up people for beating up her partner, and I know, like, do Liz, do you think anybody in that family come like even tries not to talk about everything that's happening in front of Leah? No, she heard about the machete. She heard about no. it. she probably read the news articles she probably remembers the machete she probably was like yeah I remember that machete so like all of this I don't know why Amber's surprised and everything's about her she I mean she's Liz you know I am
0: not like a person that just walks around being like bad mom bad mom Amber's just a bad mom she's She's like a fully bad mom and I think she would really benefit from just admitting that I wish she would just admit that she doesn't really have any interest in parenting i think in a way i think janelle is similar to this that in a way being in the public eye has been so bad for their kids because if they weren't in the public eye they just totally would have dipped out but yeah. they feel too embarrassed and like they feel like they need to prove to the audience what a good parent they are like that's what amber's doing she doesn't give a fuck about leah she cares about proving to us that she's a good parent
1: yeah i mean every time janelle like think about when Janelle was out with like Kiefer and stuff and she'd be going out places all the time. Every time, I bet you every time she went somewhere, someone'd be like, yeah, so are getting Jace back? Yeah. <laughs> but if that wasn't happening, if they didn't know her, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also think that like, I like, so, you know, we put a lot on mothers. We like, you know, they the mother tax is a real fucking thing. But I believe that if Amber, Amber doesn't have to have custody of any of these children. If Amber paid her child support and showed up when she was supposed to show up, even if it was like one week in a month, I think that, that, that would have been fine. It would have been, it would have, it wouldn't have been amazing, but it would have been fine. It would have been better than the half in half out bullshit she does now. Yeah. If she, if, if I'm supposed to see you on the third Thursday of the month and every third Thursday here you come, well. Okay. I I, totally agree. And so, like, I don't know. I'm
0: just like, I I hate agreeing with Bubby. I hate it. Well, before we get there, let's talk about... So, in Amber's Live, she made a point to say that Christina absolutely does not mother her child. That the (laughs) only reason that Leah likes Christina, hand to God, this is what she said, (laughs) is because Christina takes her to Starbucks and gets her nails done And that if, hell, she was doing that for me, I would love her too. She spoils her. She spoils her. Like the idea that Christina is like a spoiling parent, first of all, seems very unlikely to me. Um, She doesn't really give off that vibe. And this scene of Christina giving Leah a birthday gift where she starts crying, being like, I just never thought I could love a child that wasn't mine the way that I love you. I love you just like my biological, like my, the daughters that I had. I love you it was it was heartfelt it was sweet she's crying leah starts to cry Le- somebody yeah. on um reddit sc- like captured the moment of leah looking at christina like she never in leah's life has she looked at amber that way like she this the smile in her eyes you know what i mean like the happiness in her eyes that she's looking at christina with like Fuck you, Amber. Like, that is real. You will never convince me that Christina is not parenting Leah and that that shit's not real. I'm Christina, please. I don't think anybody on this show is that good of a person. I do not have blinders on. I'm not somebody that's like Christina is the best fucking mom in the world. I believe that Christina is there for Leah day in and day out and that she mothers her the way that she should be mothered. And I believe that Leah feels that as well. And for Amber to invalidate that is so beyond fucked up
1: well I want to know who's mothering
0: her if it's not Christina (laughs) yeah well that's exactly (laughs) no because then she goes Gary she then implies that Gary also doesn't take care of her but I think like
1: so when you're 12 your mom does take you to Starbucks to get a stupid drink and to get your nails done that is like something your mom does yeah uh it's
0: it's not like a spoiling thing to get jail nails on her (laughs) yeah christina also drives her ass to school and from school every day and probably takes her to all her fucking sport games and does all of her laundry and And knows all the name of her friends like like the idea that am that amber could get on there with her whole fucking chest and say that christina has not raised her daughter and that she does not mother her daughter that's where it's like you need like you don't live in reality and i've said this a lot right that amber doesn't live on planet earth with the rest of us she lives somewhere else and like the scariest part to me is that amber believes it yeah i mean you know she also brought up um christina's daughter oh (laughs) she goes you think christina's such a good daughter why haven't you seen her daughter on tv huh Huh? Why but haven't you seen her daughter? Thing. You've seen her daughter on TV. It's because her dad won't let her film. But TV that,
1: but this is what is important to know is that Amber
0: probably only sees Leah <laughs> while she's on TV. Uh, she does because they all keep saying stuff about seeing her off camera and making yeah. it seem like a big deal if Amber goes off camera.
1: Yeah. And so, but TV is not all year and not every day. And Christina has plenty of hours in the day. To like share
0: custody with her husband. Yeah. With her ex, she just, excuse me. Her ex-husband's like, you can't put this fucking kid on TV. I so what I'm pretty sure when when Amber's talking about that, what she's actually talking about is the fact that Christina and her ex had a very bitter divorce. Right. Cause because she cheated on him. Because Christina cheated on him with Gary, which now is I mean, here's the thing. If the worst thing that Amber can say about Christina is that she's a homewrecker, then okay. You know Who's what home? I mean? Like her own? no like she that she yeah that she broke up her home and also i mean gary oh, was yeah kind of they cheating were still fucking, yeah they were fucking she, she was still or still he was Amber. like in jail no she was in jail and christina was like gary well, we and Christina leave. were basically living together when when she got out they fucked yeah oh for sure and also though like he's on the phone with her saying that we're gonna be a family when you get out so she's if that's the worst thing christina's ever done then that's not that fucking bad you know what i mean it's not good but whatever amber's compared to amber like yeah yeah, compared, yeah. if that's the worst thing anybody's done so yeah, amber your probation for attacking your uh baby's daddy with a machete yeah, yeah amber we know so she's like what she's saying there she's not talking about the fact that Christina's not a good mother because the girl's not on TV. What she's talking about the fact is that Christina doesn't have full custody of her daughter because her ex husband fought so hard for her daughter not to be on television at all, and like can't have even mentioned, and can't even be there if MTV's there because I guess for a while they were filming around her. Right. And then her ex, like, got a restraining order against that. Like, it was a pretty bitter custody thing. But my understanding is that Christina has her at least half the time, if not, like, a 60-40 split. But, like, there's nothing really wrong with a kid living with their dad 60% of the time and their mom 40% of the time, if that's no. what works for their family. And you guys live in the same area. They, and the I girls don't... go to the same school. Leanne, the right. whatever her name is. Carly, I think, is her name. They go to the same school. Like, it's not that's and what I amber is saying though when Christina she's bringing that shows that up. up
1: to remember when we did this and i said back when she was with matthew matt matthew got and i said <laughs> like, like formal mr matthew like like and i said that if amber wanted to be like the biggest fucking the best mom ever all she had to do was show up at school to take have lunch with her once a week and bring mcdonald's mm-hmm. like It's so like that, all you have to do is be the one that, that signs up for Girl Scouts and takes her once a week. That's all you have to do. I
0: bet you Christina does stuff like that. I bet you. Of of course she does. I guarantee you Christina makes this weekend. Who's making the Easter basket that Leah gets? It's Christina who brings the fucking gifts to all the teachers at school every year or whatever, Christina, who goes to parent teacher conferences, Christina, Christina does all of that. And for Amber to like say with a straight face that Christina is not a good mother because, because she cheated on her husband. Like, yeah, that sucks for her daughter, right? Like that sucks that her father was cheated on and that created a bitter situation. And I'm not going to downplay that, but like it, it's just so nuts to bring it up. Also, it was six years ago. Like, there's another child in the mix. Like, it's just so yeah. silly. And, Amber and beat up her baby daddy. She somebody said she beat him up. James isn't on the show either. And Amber goes, that's different. It's like, yeah, because you don't have any fucking custody of your kid. You only have supervised visitations because you're not allowed to be alone with him because you attacked him. Uh, Andrew was holding James when she went after him. Although I can see a world in which she gets um, more she's, custody. She is. She's, our, she's petitioning for it. And she is because she hasn't failed any drug tests and she's doing okay on her probation. And do and I he think keeps that. making mistakes. Mm, but she's making mistakes too. So when they, when oh. that thing happened where she like filed contempt of court. Yeah. He came back. She had missed something like half of her visits. Um. Basically, like, he came back and was, like, she doesn't take advantage of her visits. And, like, she would use excuses, like, the weather in October <laughs> for her not being able to go. Like, it was raining. Like, Is she, she driving
1: herself places now?
0: I guess. <laughs> she, like, wow. missed a ton of her visits. So I think they ended up, like, throwing it out, basically. And now they're in mediation. They're going into mm-hmm. mediation about, like, moving on to the next step because they're on this Indiana family plan thing like the standard custody agreement yeah which means like there are step up levels and she's gonna get unsupervised or overnight visits which which she won't take advantage of though she won't and she's entitled to right like if she has followed the rules then she's entitled to that but she's not gonna take advantage of it and actually i don't think Andrew's messing up as much as i thought he was once he came back with that amber Uh isn't taking advantage of her stuff but for her to be like, it's different with James. It's like, yeah, it's 10 times worse with James, (laughs) hon. James should be on this show, but he's not allowed because his daddy made sure the court wouldn't let him.
1: I actually feel bad about Andrew being, I mean, not too bad because he did take himself there, but I feel bad about Andrew being stuck in Indiana. Yeah, it sucks. Because this is why
0: you don't go after, this is why you don't move your whole life to this bumfuck nowhere well they're in indianapolis but like to the very far away from your family yeah he should have um moved her to like, california and she
1: would have done it i, and know, I know she th-
0: she kept being she, like i can't because of Leah. if andrew worked hard enough he could have gotten her he could do. he should have done it because then they would be in
1: california and he would be near his family and stuff yeah um i feel well, bad
0: to an extent
1: <laughs> yeah that's what it is because because he didn't just end up in Indianapolis. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. It just, yeah. Um, I just, you know, Amber doesn't make any sense, but we can't expect her to because of all the behavior. I think you have a lot more empathy for her than I do. Um, I have very little empathy for her. I have like, and I think it's all surrounding, um, you know, mental illness. Other than that, I don't have any, um, it's just because No, she's awful. She's awful. She's
0: had every resource available. You know, on that live, she said, she's like, I've tried mental health treatment. It didn't work. I wish it did. I think she's talking about rehab that she went to on the show. Like, I, I, I mean, unless she went away to some other place recently, like, she's extremely frustrating. I think the most infuriating thing about Amber is that she doesn't just, it'd be one thing if we just had this episode, right? Like right. this would be bad enough. <laughs> like It's the fact that she gets on Instagram live and triples down. Yeah, I mean, girl, in a week, she's going to be on there calling Leah a bitch. Yeah, and- of course. she. I'm surprised she didn't. She actually reined herself. I was actually expecting her to go a little harder on Leah. She just called her a liar, but was like, it, she's only lying because of Gary and Christina are influencing her. Yeah, we're going to get there. You know, and- for all of Gary's faults, I don't think that Gary wants Leah to stay away from Amber.
1: I don't think so either. I don't, I think it makes his life harder to be honest. Yeah. Because uh, then he has to do a fight Amber. Yeah. yeah. And also in the live, she was saying that Gary's never, doesn't pay for, clothe her or pay for things. And I, I think that's a roundabout way of her saying that Gary's only got money because of me,
0: but. There's a nuance there, like well, you don't technically
1: pay Gary.
0: Yeah, okay. So, so I mean, well, what she's it. what she said way back in the beginning, what she's talking about is they weren't really going to pay the dads, and Amber yeah. actually went hard and advocated that Gary should get the same amount of money as her. So that's why the original dads get the same amount of money as the moms is because of Amber. So that's what she was talking about originally. But I'm like fucking sick of this idea that, like, the Edwards only had a job because of Macy. And it's like, yeah. Amber is the yeah, yeah. star, but like, I don't think. They so, have to show up to film me.
1: They and, have
0: to. And Amber was the first, she was like the sizzle reel for 16 and pregnant. And Gary right. was a huge part of that they met amber and gary together it wasn't just amber like gary being gary was like gary time it was a ginormous part of like why they were interested in amber and so the idea that like yes amber is the main character and if amber left the show so goes her universe because the show is called teen mom and it was based on 16 pregnant but the idea that gary like that Amber is responsible for them having a job is incorrect. MTV is responsible. It just happens to revolve around Amber's story because of the format of the show. They have a job because of MTV. Because if MTV didn't want Gary there, he wouldn't be there because they have fired people in cast, such as the Edwards family, such as David. Like they do fire people without firing the mom. All right. But I'm going to say that I'm happy that you
1: agree with me here. So that also means you have to say the same thing about Joe because I know that it's very like they they these people are the reason that these people get to like lay around and be on TV. I think they work for their money, don't be, get me wrong. But they are the like Kale is the reason Joe gets to do what he does. Yeah,
0: but he I still have to. That. Sh- I know, I know, I'm just saying, I'm just talking to the people, okay? So calm down. I was like, I always agree with that. What he's like, Kale's the reason, but she's not the only reason. They have to show up to filming. They have to be filmable and not shooting dogs. They
1: have to like, Mm -hmm. like, like Amber does not cut Gary a check unless it's for child
0: support. And And you know what? Gary is honestly like without Gary, Amber might not be on the show because I don't think Amber films enough. I think that she- doesn't have enough in her life to film. And I would imagine she um, cancels filming a lot and she is unable to film a lot. Like there are episodes of this show where we see Amber for about 14 seconds and Gary and Christina are the main people. Yeah. Like I I think that Gary and Christina more so than almost any of the other dads. I can't think of a single one. Gary films more than any other dad on the show. Across it's all because the it's easy to film Gary. Exactly. Like, what would they it. do he without probably... Gary and Christina? What would they do for Amber segments? I think they would maybe have to fire Amber because they wouldn't be able to fill the space. Yeah, I think that he's easy to produce too.
1: Um, yeah, he shows does what, the he'll court. talk
0: about anything. He'll show yeah. up anywhere. He'll do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, he'll just be like, hey guys, <laughs> and like and just
1: do it. Um, I have a family member that's a lot like Amber. Like, obvious uh has been diagnosed with a mental illness. Is Untreating not treating it and essentially just uses it to like lob at us anytime we get mad mm-hmm. at her <laughs> and like just be like ah I'm sick and I'm yeah. like you are doing absolutely nothing about it and I have to like not be around them like yeah the fact that Gary and Christina still
0: a lot, like well I wouldn't wish Leah to talk to you because I mean that's the other part of this right like although we're saying that it is MTV that employs Gary the reason that Gary keeps Amber close is for the check. Yeah. Because uh, Gary is smart enough to know that Amber is a cut off your nose to spite your face type of bitch. Yes. And Amber would quit that show to punish Gary. Yeah. She would, Amber would go broke if it meant that she could punish Gary if she wanted to. You know what I mean? Like if she really wanted to get at Gary, she would quit the show. Like, even though it would hurt her in the long run, she would do it just to say, fuck you to Gary. And Gary's aware of that. So I think that's a big reason that they let Amber come around so much is because they also want to be on this fucking show. And they know that they have to keep Amber happy, not because Amber can get them fired because Amber can quit herself. And that fires Gary and Christina in the meantime. So Amber has to like hurt herself to do that. But they know that Amber is self-destructive enough that she will, I think. Yeah. I've always said also, I think Amber would be the next one to quit the show even though she financially probably makes the least amount of sense but because she doesn't think like that I and I also think
1: it could be as easy as her not consciously quitting the show too like just also just not showing up. she to just filming. yeah
0: she just refuses to film for like three months so they have like,
1: to fire her right that they, they, she never goes I quit the show she just goes I was too sick to film yeah and then um, I also think that, like, as much credit as everyone gives Gary, I think that it's really easy to stand next to Amber and just say things like, "Did you? See, do you know how many kids that guy really has?" Because you always is. turn out being like the like. It's it, I think it's harder with uh, a Kale. I think it's hard. I mean, Macy. It's I think it's very easy for her to film about um, Ryan uh, because she's always the good person. Yeah. I mean, except for that time
0: that she showed up on the beach with Dallas. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's talk about Bubby because I find Sean to be very annoying online. Like when Amber got arrested, he was going so hard for her. Basically like calling Andrew a piece of shit, blaming him for everything, saying Amber didn't do anything, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you are enabling her so much. But I thought he did a really good job in this episode where he wasn't being cruel you know what I mean? Like he wasn't being outwardly mean, but he, he was helpful. He was holding his spot, and Amber was. And this is why, this is why people don't stand up to her because Bubby's like the person that she loves more than anyone else in this whole world, right? Like, there's nobody that she cares for more than Sean, and he's she, the only one that stands up for her, though. And she was fucking mad at him. Oh yeah, she wanted to hang that phone up. <laughs> so she calls up Sean. They're on Facetime, and she's like. You know, me and me and Leah were having problems, which once again is a weird fucking way to talk about your child. You are not equals. You are an adult.
1: If you guys are having problems, you are having problems, and you are the person that has to seek out a way to like right the ship. Not Leah. Leah has no responsibility to Amber. You, Leah did not give birth to you. You brought her here. Yeah. So
0: You all the responsibility is to her. Her. So she's like, you know, Leah's just been like talking to me about everything that happened. And then she's, this is so weird. I actually was like trying to write down word for word because of things that she was saying. It's like, yeah. I don't need to exaggerate. Like what she said was so nuts. She says, mm-hmm. Leah thinks I missed her birthday party, but I want to spend time with her. No one's responding to me. Leah thinks I missed her birthday party. What do you, you missed her birthday party. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> And so she, Leah d- doesn't have eyes. Amber goes, you know, she thought because she was turning 12 years old, she thought she's independent. There were things she was telling me that you would have fucking flipped out about saying yep. to Sean and Sean's like, well, you know, like she's, ex- what about the pain that she's experienced over the 12 years of having a mom that's been absent? And that's when he said that she got triggered. That's when I That's when I said, Oh my God, am I going
1: to be agreeing with puppy?
0: Yeah. Because is she, the thing that triggers Amber most is saying that she's not a good mom or that she's not there for her kids those are the two things that trigger her most because they're the two truest things that you can say to her um by the way there's a really funny clip from her instagram live when she goes i'm not a narcissist i just tell the truth it's chilling <laughs> like play that shit at my funeral and it's she's, so in the dark. she's in the dark like she her eyes are like not fully open like she's detached yeah. it's incredible. she's got the phone like to the side so it's It's showing the light is like going over her face. It is fucking, I'm I'm gonna have nightmares. (laughs) I'm just, I just tell the truth. Like that's so, that's like Danielle Staub. You know, like she's very Danielle Staub on that Instagram live actually. Danielle
1: Staub, I am so convinced that is
0: not Danielle
1: Staub, that that is an imposter, like a (laughs) robot, because it's too perfect.
0: All of it's too perfect. Danielle Saab has every Wednesday night she watches the new episodes of Real Housewives Lives in New Jersey on Instagram <gasps> Live. They're so funny because she just props the phone up like on a tripod or tripod and just sits there and watches it. And sometimes we'll be silent for like minutes as a time as she's watching the show, just like sitting on her Chase lounge. Like it's so funny. Like it's it's performance art, it's incredible. Yes, it's 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 Andy Kaufman. And yes. the thing that I think about all the time is Christine at home being like, the show did that to her. The show did that to <laughs> Please her. Please don't get me started. Don't get me started on that. But so she, Amber's like, I wasn't, I wasn't absent. I wasn't absent at all. She goes, in fact, I took care of my damn self before I went to prison. Um, and then Bubby's like, well, what about Andrew? Like, you? it's hard to even hear him, but that's what he's saying. And she's like, I can't do nothing about any of my exes. And then this is where she, this is where she tells on herself, I'll be absent if I need to keep her away from my shit. Yeah, I'll be absent if I need to keep her away from my shit, if she shouldn't see that shit. So yeah. what? He, that's it. That's how she justifies everything that she does. Sean is like, well, you know, you can't be mad at her. And Amber's like yelling, I wasn't mad at her. Well, you sound mad. He goes, you just this- said she made you feel some type of way. This is where she says this iconic line. I was there every single week, twice a week or every other week. And if I wasn't there, it's because I was sick. So you weren't there is what you're saying. I was there every single week, twice a week or every other week. And if I wasn't there, it's because I was sick she sounds like me
1: at my first job at hardy's when they asked me did i show up for my shift i was there every other week twice a week <laughs> unless i, was I wasn't sick. it's because i'm sick <laughs> And goes, calling in calling out to say i had food poisoning 10 minutes after i picked up my check
0: yeah that's, <laughs> what, I, that's what the fuck i sounded like amber <laughs> Sean's like, well, you know, maybe she just doesn't feel like she's getting enough attention. And Amber's like, but she is now.
1: <laughs> once
0: again, fucking telling on herself because she's saying I'm giving her attention now. Yeah. Sean's like, well, you know, I heard from Gary that Leah had mentioned oh. that she wanted to spend some time with you without si- without the cameras, which once again is telling us that like Sean is acknowledging that Amber doesn't see him without the camera, without the cameras. Right. And, you know, on our Instagram live, someone was like, well, you should listen to Bubby. Like, Because I think everybody knows that Amber really values Sean's opinion. And she goes, you know, I love my brother, but he's not here. He doesn't see it. He's in Florida. It's like, she goes, he just sees what's on TV too. It's like, I don't think that's true.
1: Yeah. And he is talk like when he said he talked to Gary, I was, he heard from Gary. I was like, oh, I didn't know that Bubby and Gary, like had an open line of communication that's
0: well they were that's how amber met because gary was sean's friend from high school Right, and he was going to be in engaged and underage right Uh uh-huh that's how they like came across all of them and i don't think they're friends now you know what i mean like i don't think gary and uh sean are like good friends but i wouldn't be surprised if gary like andrew get or sean gets word that amber isn't seeing leah and he hits up gary and he's like what's going on or it was just leah's birthday he probably called to talk to leah yeah. You know what I mean? Like he probably called to say, how's Leah? And then Gary and him have this conversation. And so she, Amber's like, and I asked for it. And she said, no, Sean has a great, a great point. He says, okay, then maybe she doesn't think it's good enough. And you need to come up with a solution, which is exactly right. Yeah.
1: It's Cause you're the mom.
0: Amber so says, you I've ask already been there. her why she feels that way. Exactly. You ask,
1: her, you ask her why she feels that the way. Then you listen to her while she tells you. That's important. And then if you need to like clarify something, uh, you can, but always with a, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way. I understand where you're coming from. I did that because I wanted to do this, but I can see how you felt that way. Yeah. What can you and I do together? That would make you
0: this help. And And Leah will say, meet me off camera. Yeah. Or if Leah says nothing, then Amber says, okay, but just, you know, on Tuesday, I'm going to come over. Your dad and I are going to have dinner. It's a, if you want to hang out in your room and not see me, I get it, but I'll be there. And then you show up twice a week, whether Leah wants you there or fucking not. You show up at her dance thing.
1: You just sit in the fucking audience and wave at her because here's the other thing at that age,
0: like she's still young enough.
1: Yeah, they push you away sometimes to
0: see if you're going to, like, just be like, okay, fuck you, bitch, and run yeah. off. That's what they're... Yeah. least still young enough that you can do something like, okay, well, I'm I'm going to come over. And if you don't want to have dinner with us, that's fine. But I talked to your dad. We already plan on having dinner on Tuesday, so I'll be there. Yeah. You can join us or not. It's up to you. And they um, let her. And, like, I think once you're, your kid is 17 or 18, that can be a lot harder. But oh, I think yeah. at 12, like, she's... While she is independent and getting older and mature she's still a kid she's still 12 she's and, still in middle school you got
1: plenty you got a couple
0: more years yeah where you can do that shit you so can fix a
1: couple things
0: uh amber lets us know she's been there without the cameras she says i've been there already without the cameras and they can keep running their mouths behind my back gary and gersina did not do their part they told her lies on some things and sean has the line of the century he says They shouldn't be able to influence her. She should be able to see what the truth is. Yeah.
1: Also, if they were telling her, if you were actually seeing her, what they're telling her, you'd also be telling her things as well. So you're, again, telling on yourself. You are not communicating with her. So even if this was true, you're not communicating with her at all. And all she has left to believe is the lies. So
0: you're still telling on yourself. Yeah. Um. Then Amber says, Sean says, you know, you you, it takes a lot of work to make up for 12 years, which I think that this might be the strongest indicator that Amber has not been there. Like Sean saying 12 years is him acknowledging that Amber's never been in the picture. And for Sean to say that is pretty significant, in my opinion. And he knows he's being filmed. Yeah. To say on camera, like, you need to make up for 12 years, not six years, not one year, not that year you were in prison, not that three years you dated Matt, not those two years you dated Andrew, 12 years. He has said, you need to make up for her entire life. And Amber says, I was there. He says, it takes a lot of work to make up for 12 years. And she says, I was there once to two times a week. (laughs) (laughs) And then she ends it with, I want her to know that we do have a bond and she will miss me if I don't come over the way I used to. And I want her to understand that you don't look at your fucking mother and say, I don't have a bond with you. Uh, this like the narcissism of this, <laughs> I need her to understand that we have a bond that she, that she doesn't get to say we don't have a bond. Like Amber, yeah. do you hear yourself? But She sounds like know. The answer is an no an she abuse, doesn't hear herself
1: an abusive boyfriend yeah you can't break up with me you can't tell me we're not going to be together because we're together um amber wants all the benefits of being a mother without actually being a mother
0: yeah well and like yeah she wants, uh, she, wants she wants to, to be, be celebrated on
1: mother's day she wants she wants leah to be like my mother has done every she wants that speech that you know somebody wants- gives it them. Yeah, she, she wants, wants Leah to make a post on social media about her. Yeah, and the thing is, is that like, but you didn't do any of the stuff. Like to be honest, I, I, I am probably a little bit more conservative of parenting than a lot of people are. I don't let my kids talk to me any kind of way, mm-hmm. and like, I like they're they're fine to talk to me about things, but like yelling at me, you're you know, it was, I I would be like, no, you don't talk to me because I'm your mother. But the thing is, is that like when I say that, what I mean is that like I work because to take care of you is the only reason I go to work. I, I give you everything I have. I feed you every night. I am here for you. I will show up for you no matter what it fucking takes. I have been like, I told you on Thanksgiving at school, I go to five different Thanksgiving meals at two schools because I fucking show up. And so I expect a level of respect back with that, but yeah, it's because of the actions I've given. And so when when um Amber was saying that I was thinking you really want to be treated like mother of the year and you don't even show up to be mother of this week last week twice a week you don't even do that so what are you talking about
0: yeah I loved when she said to Sean like it, you would be fucking mad if you heard what she said because he's
1: conservative and exactly. I bet you with his
0: That's... kids because you know he's a big he's a
1: MAGA in the military and that might be why like I grew up my father's in the military and just the way he expected things to be done and mm-hmm. spoken to you is
0: is like cool. a level of respect um I also and- love the idea of Amber being like I wasn't raised to be spoiled I'm like I don't think you were raised at all Like, <laughs> no do you
1: remember when back in the old Facebook group I posted all the baby the kid pictures of um team moms and mm-hmm. Amber looked like peppermint Patty and her bangs were way up. And
0: we were all like your marriage boot camp. Your mom's a drug addict and your dad was an alcoholic. Like, what do you mean you weren't raised to be spoiled? Like she, like, we were all laughing at that picture and Molly showed up and was like, that is the
1: picture of a child who had to do her own hair on picture day. And I was like, you're right. She probably (laughs) had to show up. She probably had to dress herself for picture day. She probably had to like, Get herself to school and feed herself. Yeah. She, that's why she but, loves Bubby so much
0: because Bubby she, probably did things like get the get the cereal for her. That's exact. I mean, he's her father, essentially. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely true. And the other thing is like with Amber, I mean, think of how cruel it is for Amber to get on Instagram live and call Leah spoiled. It's a very mean thing to say about a child, even if it's true. To say it in public about your child, that my child is spoiled in such a mean way, not a joking way, not yeah. like, oh, we spoil our kids. To say it, she is attacking Leah. It's so cruel. She's being yeah. so cruel to Leah in a way that is hard to watch that. I don't think we've seen on this show anything similar to it. We've seen David be awful to Kaiser and that's in a more like traditionally and yeah, yeah, that's like a more traditionally abusive situation going on the Janelle of it all. Yes. Um with Amber I think it's like just like deeply upsetting watching a very sick mother like undermine her daughter. There's something very unique about watching a mother like just terrorize a daughter and fighting. gaslight her and like yeah. And say you didn't see what you said, you just didn't. Happen. I mean, it's Mommy Dearest, it's Joan Crawford, right? Like, absolutely, we, we really, for whatever reason, are very drawn and affected by mothers being awful to their daughters, mm-hmm. and so there's something very extra compelling and also depressing about Amber and Leah. Oh, on the Instagram live, she somebody says that she's Janelle and she's like, I didn't include this clip on my Instagram, but she's like, I'm not Janelle. I'm not a fucking dog killer. She's like, I didn't tie a dog up to a post and beat it. And then when it ran away, shot it, she goes, "Uh uh-huh. I know the real story. I have the information. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Probably production told her. Yeah. I mean, that's probably true. like That was the story that was going around forever ago right when it happened that he had beat the dog and shot it so but like her being like don't you dare compare me to Janelle it's very like I can excuse child abuse but I draw the line in animal animal cruelty yeah. you know what I mean like it's very yeah. that like yeah but she's definitely like she just there's we just don't see there's not another mother-daughter duo on this franchise that is like this and it's tough to watch and I hate to say this is also quite entertaining it is well the reason it's entertaining is
1: because we it is real right Uh so you know we don't want to watch you pretend of things also think about Janelle and Jace Janelle's a boy I mean Jace is a boy and Janelle's a girl and that is a different dynamic than if yeah uh this Janelle was his father.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And also Jace, I mean, we haven't seen Jace since he was like nine. You know what I mean? Like there's something about, and Jace always kind of had a little, Jace always seemed a lot younger in my opinion, I think just because of his trauma and issues. Leah just seems so grown up in these scenes that it's like, oh, a teenager is telling me this. Like this isn't a child. Like this is a teenager Uh. in a way that's like very jarring. Yeah, even comparing to Bentley hearing she about the birds and the way, bees. She seems way older than Bentley. I yeah, think actually she, she might be. No, She's I, the oldest, isn't she? Uh, I think Bentley might be older than her. They're around the same age, I think. But um, with, she, there's something, she has a much, well, Leah's always been very mature. Like if you, right. she's- We I watched mean, that being Amber
1: special. As she's getting out of prison, she is like, uh, Leah is comforting
0: her and yeah. telling her things and like telling her it's gonna be okay and asking her, Does she want to lay down right now? <laughs> yeah, so I think Leah's just like, I think she's always been like well spoken to, like, she has good speech in a way mm-hmm. that, like. Also, I mean, the, the difference between a 12 year old girl and a 12 year old boy is like, <laughs> Absolutely. That's a 12 year old boy is really closer to a nine year old girl in a lot of Absolutely. ways. Absolutely. And it takes a while for them to all catch up if they do it all. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks. It's society's fault that it's like that. But yeah. we teach girls how to have feelings and how to talk about themselves and how to communicate and how to talk. We don't teach boys that which is in fact, we punish them if they do. Yeah. So that's probably, a. I mean, and I think Macy and Taylor have a, a decently traditional gendered family in a way. Like, do you know I what understand. I mean? Like, I, I yes. think that, I mean, the fact that their kid is 11 and he thinks that like you, the baby comes out of your belly, like. Meanwhile, at 11, a girls, a lot of girls get their periods. I got mine at 10 and a half. So also like, you mean to tell me Bentley, as I watch porn on somebody's phone, like, please, every boy. You keep years saying old that porn. that is not true. It's absolutely
1: not true. I have a 10-year-old who would die. Who would fucking die. Die!
0: <laughs> Do you think Bentley would die? I don't know if Bentley would die. Bentley, I don't think Bentley, Bentley would seems, die. You know, At Bentley. least he's seems, very normal. He does seem normal, but also
1: he seems... I want to say... Like first of all, I understand what you mean by no
0: Bentley's other. on sports teams. They yes. travel. Like Bentleys around boys a lot, and probably boys that are older than him. Bentley has seen that. I shit. understand. I I know exactly what you mean. But I also
1: i I think he was playing for the camera too. I think he was I, because I mean, who wants to come on camera and
0: be like, that yeah, was so embarrassing? That was it was so embarrassing. And
1: I don't. And he said yes because you because you guys asked him to.
0: Yeah, yeah. It wasn't I don't know. his idea. <laughs> but I have young kids anyway. I also uh, like, I I think it's also like, I hate when they're like, well, we ask them and it's okay. It's like your child was born on camera. They do not have the concept. No, no 11 or 12 year old has a real true concept of what agreeing to be on TV means, but especially not when they've been on TV their entire lives. They just don't have the context of it. I also think that you're asking
1: them why the camera is here and all these people have come to work and. What are they supposed to
0: say? And they've seen forever like production get annoyed if mom and dad won't participate. Like they know you what arguing they're arguing with production
1: to sometimes on the phone, like, I don't want to film this. Even Taylor getting out of the car being like, you guys got to go. Like that's they've seen all of that. Yeah. So yeah, I understand what you mean. Like, uh, consent in this is tricky.
0: Yeah, exactly. Not just like cons- any kids giving consent for many things is tricky, right? Like, yeah, because I they're understand. children.
1: Like and you know how I felt that time that Amber came over to shave Leah's legs and they all went in there like they were prepping her for some for that fucking like you know getting married to Warren Jeffs. And so like that. and I about, was like after, so unhappy
0: with that. <laughs> how about off, after, Aub, like, Adam didn't show up at the visitation center and they, like, made this big deal asking Aubrey if she wanted to film and then Randy's on Twitter. Like, we always ask Aubrey if she wants to film and it's okay. I'm like, did anybody ask Jace if it was okay if they filmed him while his mom, like, chased down somebody with a gun in her lap, like, and no. then made him lie to it? Like, they only ask the kids that they want to ask. Like, Jace never got asked if he wanted to film shit. No,
1: I'm, I'm sure... After he called uh, Janelle and David a bunch of assholes on, a piece, on pieces of shit, pieces of shit and said it three fucking times. Cause his grandma's deaf and, so, and
0: I'm sure no one said, you, you sure you want us to put that on TV, Jace? Yeah, exactly. Ugh. I think that's really it for this week. Princess, will you plug your podcast? Sure,
1: guys, I am on by pumpkin. It is a niche reality TV show. I like to go. It's like rewind. Okay. I don't, I don't like to deal in the present. I like to go back to the past. And right now we're starting season seven on the main feed where I'll be doing my 600
0: pound life. I'm really conflicted about this because I don't, as a rule, watch any of the weight shows and also hoarders. I put them all under the gross category and I famously don't like gross things. But you so, don't have to watch. You can just Well, listen. no, no, I don't watch it. But I wonder, I'm even nervous about like how I'll feel listening to it. You still have to listen because you are contractually obligated. And also on, on
1: the um, bonus episodes on my Patreon, which is at patreon.com backslash by pumpkin. I'm doing an intervention series that Liz has been on because Liz speaks so well about addiction and recovery. And I feel like you have really good opinions. And I love that you're like a person that doesn't, well, I was going to say doesn't deal in black and white. That's not true. You deal in black and white, but that you can absolutely grasp nuances about certain things that like, like when I started the series, I thought people wanted me to I was like, please don't, don't listen to this. If you want me to just come up here and be like, everyone's a piece of shit because that's not how I feel. And like, you know, there are nuances to these things. So I was happy to have you on. And that's, that's also the series where I listened to myself back two times and laughed and laughed and laughed because I was having such a good time with these fentanyl lollipops. So,
0: (laughs) oh
1: my God, that's a good episode.
0: All right, princess, thank you so much for coming on here and spending two and a half hours on your Friday night talking to me. I appreciate it. No
1: problem. None of the kids died. My husband did text me. It's almost 10. And so <laughs> I guess it's time to go.
0: All right. Love ya. All right. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.